Yes, she is a bitch. B-I-C-T-H. I'm nervous that he's not done. Like one follows the next, yeah. Yeah. His voice gets all raspy after he does too, which makes me feel so bad for him. Because he's like, yeah, yakking sucks. I know. If, if, a, if a giraffe throws up, it dies. Because its neck is just so long. And it literally suffocates. Because <laughs> <laughs> the jet propulsion from the stomach doesn't really get it quite up all the way, so it just... It's choking on your own vomit and... <laughs> And you don't have a choice. Your body was built that way. <laughs> Your body was literally... You were born that way, girl. Is this something that happens often? Giraffes throwing up and dying? I feel like it's very rare, but if it does happen, it's like, girl, you're done. Yeah. I just kind of feel like... Like gravity... Like, imagine your throw up going up your throat and then, like, slowly back down. Well, because, down. like, what if... what? Okay, hear me out. I'm Google it. <laughs> <laughs> what if the giraffe angled its face to the floor, like, to the ground... And like, like sort of assisted over. the process rather than being like, oh, I'm like a, I'm an upright giraffe. Like obviously the vomit's not coming out. But if you made sort of like a shoot mm-hmm. out of the neck, yeah, and like had the egg, like you know, like a like, like a, a like a down, yeah, yeah right, Gra- yeah, like, 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 like gravity might step in. So, you know how when animals start to do like the the recoil, like what if giraffes just like really fling their necks, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they try to like slingshot the vomit out yeah i mean do, gi- do giraffes throw up <laughs> yes giraffes can vomit but it's very very rare that it actually comes out of their mouth <laughs> is oh, it true that they die though it would come out of their fourth stomach um they have four stomachs that's crazy why would you need so many when they throw up it goes from the fourth stomach to the third to the second and then the first. So rarely does it get past the first. That's so it's what like so it's like human centipede of stomachs? Yeah, and when they throw up it just goes in <laughs> So it's like that's why rarely it goes out of their mouth, but they're so technically throwing up, it's just not making it to their like throat area. So it's possible that maybe when it does successfully leave the first stomach, that's when oh. shit hits the fan and the draft D I E S. Squirrels, mice, rats, gophers, beavers, and all other rodents can't throw up. They're incapable of throwing up. Oh my god. No gag reflex. No gag. If you're looking for an animal to throat fuck out there, I've got the list for you. I would be the world's sluttiest squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Biggest. <laughs> so they can fit all the nuts in their mouth. 
I'm the biggest badger slut in the woods. <laughs> is that why they can literally put nuts in their mouth to like the point where they can't breathe because they just won't throw up? I mean, like, I can't even put a toothbrush that far down my throat. I really can't. I tell people that I have such a small throat. Yeah, I have the tightest, <laughs> the tightest tiniest throat, throat in the whole world, which like, you think would be a good thing, but it's actually totally not. I was like, yeah, I have the tightest throat. I can like barely breathe. I can like barely breathe. It's like I can't fit I'm, anything. Like, always in there. gasping for air. So I'm always eating like almonds and cashews. <laughs> yeah. So I can't swallow pills because yeah. it'll just block it. Because my throat's just so tight. I'm still thinking about Zelda date. <laughs> <laughs> I got my cock sucking hat on. What was that even about? We were talking about getting the armor in Zelda, and we're oh. like, oh yeah, I'm on my way to get the, the cock sucking hat. <laughs> It was like the miner's hat or something. Yeah, I was like, I was like, right now I'm on my way to get my cock sucking hat for Lee. <laughs> you unearthed the cock sucking hat. Ding ding ding. <laughs> my, my cock sucking suit. <laughs> um. Oh, oh my God! Wait, I forgot to tell. There's two. I learned so much crazy stuff today. Oh, okay. We're- I learned so many crazy facts. Also, Apple threw up twice while you guys weren't here. Yeah, before we hit record, I just had to clean up two back-to-back <laughs> instances of vomit. And time will tell if there will be a third. <laughs> that's what prompted the giraffe discourse. <laughs> exactly. That's why we were talking about animal barf is because my cat is <laughs> spewing vomit and then shaking his head back and forth to clear it from his mouth. So there's kind of a splash zone. Ew. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please kill me. Anyway, okay. this is related to animals dying. Yeah. I found out today that a snake when stressed mm-hmm. if it's like if you put it through some sort of stress or whatever it can bite itself poison itself and kill itself wow and i know this because my coworker mm-hmm. told me this today that they had a boa snake that they took um because their landlord was coming over mm-hmm. and the landlord would have been like no snakes no snakes yeah um so they were like oh it's fine we'll just bring it to my mom's house Mm-hmm. And they put it in that little bag, like that uh, you put the a snake, snake bag. in a bag. Yeah. And by when that by the time they got there, they'd realize that the snake had bitten its own body and poisoned itself and killed itself from stress. Holy shit! Isn't that horrible? That's ins- I didn't know that suicide like yeah. Well, because like um, there was another instant where like I just watched a movie and they were like, oh, like there was a beaver where like it got stuck in a dam because it was flooding and like uh-huh. usually it'll like if it's stuck or whatever, it will just like chew its own leg off or something like that. Like animals really do have that fight or flight. We yeah. Don't. The, the 127 hours instinct. Right. Exactly. But it's not in me. Do you remember the lemmings documentary where it was like, Oh, lemmings just like fall off a cliff and die and kill themselves. It, it, totally not true either. Totally not true. It was fabricated by Disney. Yeah. Disney made that up. They loaded up a truck of lemmings and mm-hmm. then stationed the camera behind and then just had a video of all these lemmings falling off a cliff. And there was like, it's a group suicide. It's a free, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, it's a crazy phenomenon in nature. But actually, no, it's no, not. It's, it's a Walt Disney Co. loaded up a fucking trailer of lemmings and lemmings. threw all of these rats off of a cliff. Like, pushed them off a cliff and then recorded it, being like, this is They're what like, happens this is in crazy. Nature? This happens every spring. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Maybe when you guys are there. Yeah. We, make it happen. we make it happen every spring. Dude, that's so crazy. It's they, insane. They were like, we are so. First of all, nature is full of surprises that's true that are not manufactured by the disney company right so you're telling me you couldn't find one other freak 
instance in nature Mm -hmm. so much so that you were like let's just come up with a disposable animal and chuck hundreds of them off a cliff an animal that actually no one knows about so that way it's like no one's gonna do the research because there are no yeah there's no wikipedia entry yet about lemmings there's no lemmings like researchers and no 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 nuremberg trials for the lemmings came to pass Mm -mm. no one no (laughs) no one fought for that no one fought for that for lemmings rights exactly years later everyone's still like oh yeah lemmings kill themselves that's a not true insane. b the people who killed all the lemmings and mass never had to pay for their crimes it's horrible nope yeah mickey mouse is evil mickey mouse is evil dude <laughs> mickey mouse is an evil white racist <sighs> fucking lemmings poor lemmings r.i.p r.i.p lemmings yeah poor we one love my, you yeah we love you <laughs> <laughs> my favorite animal um okay the other thing that i learned today yes as we all know, I got a spray tan, as yes. everyone in the neighborhood knows. <laughs> it was immediately like, you are so much You're more like, tan. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> well, this is what happens is that when you go, okay, for the people at home yes. who don't know. Who weren't the, here for the tanning era. Exactly. Who weren't here for the years of this podcast where I worked at a tanning salon. <laughs> um, <laughs> I now, um, I, I have the tricks of the trade, but I don't do it very often because tanning is terrible for your skin. Mm-hmm. I worked in skincare. Mm-hmm. Not a good look. Mm-hmm. So, here is the thing to know about spray tanning what did your girlie say about your spray tan by the way your work girls oh they were living oh work okay because it was a spray tan it wasn't like a tan tan well i didn't tell them i also did a tan tan <laughs> you, you're <laughs> gone tomorrow i know but what like did- i didn't i just i didn't have the heart to break it to them that i was already ready you're, to you're so nice the lifestyle com- goodbye <laughs> yeah you like them <laughs> <laughs> i just wanted to save their spirits yeah mm-hmm. um but the other animal fracked the other animal yeah uh, wait what you have two animal fun facts. Oh, this isn't this is not a fact about an animal, and oh, okay. this is actually going to blow your mind in a totally different way. Okay, <laughs> so like two animal fun facts, crazy <laughs> in one day. <laughs> so I have a spray tan today, and it looks insane because when you start with nothing, when mm-hmm. you've been avoiding the sun like the plague, yeah, because it's part of your job. I literally wear a hat to work that says SPF. It's part of my uniform. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I um. You, you, when you get a spray tan, there's basically no way to make it not look insane. Mm. So when you go and you start with no base at all, mm-hmm. any spray tan, I got the lightest possible one. Yeah. There is not a shade darker than what I got. Mm-hmm. And a shade lighter. Yeah. And I got it, and now I look retarded. I think you look fine. It just looks like you got a full good tan overnight. That's the only shock factor. Maybe that's what it is, is that people who have to see me a lot are like, you... Like, all of a sudden, it's like, I know that it's a spray tan because... (laughs) But there's no gradual surprise. Yeah, Yeah, it does look okay. Because you know how to tan your body because you worked in that industry for so long. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Needless to say, Mm -hmm. we were talking a lot about my tan at work. And my coworker, same coworker whose snake killed itself... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you know i can't yeah. confirm or deny how much of this is true <laughs> yeah. she said to me that on the market there is now a nasal spray mm-hmm. that you can spray up your nose mm-hmm. and it makes you tan head to toe that doesn't seem correct it's a hundred percent true i did research on it and i found the product what? in question it's called permatan it is literally like a nasal spray, like a bottle you put up your nose and squirt. And how does it work? And <laughs> and what it does is that cancer surges through your body or whatever the fuck. Who God knows. If you look at like the explanation of like yeah. the tech behind it, mm-hmm. it is just the most like microwaved, sharded out jargon slop. There's not one There's not intelligible one. word of the whole thing. Yeah. But through the power of science, mm-hmm. melanocytes and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> are this nasal spray produces a stimulus in your body that causes your melanin 
cells or whatever yeah to like produce like crazy and tans your entire body head to toe in a week holy shit so it's something that directly affects your, your melatonin melody, your yeah melody your production wow crazy and it makes it work overtime yes and it only wow. takes you to spray like a couple times within a week yeah and then at the end of that week you literally have a beautiful even head to toe natural tan that's insane. Isn't that crazy? Well, because the big selling... I mean, I'm sure people are going to be skeptic about it, but the big selling point is, like, your whole body will be even, like, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you going to try it? Are you too scared? So I'm scared a little. Yeah, I'd be scared. I'm scared a little. Because it does seem like one of those things that is going to be illegal soon. <laughs> like bangs? Yeah. Where it's like, oh my god, 300 milligrams of caffeine in the, in the thing. I thought you meant, like, bangs. <laughs> <laughs> bangs are quickly out of the way. I was like, it's illegal to get bangs? You're like, wow, you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> like bangs? Yep. <laughs> like bangs, right? <laughs> the most illegal song. <laughs> I have a feeling something scary is going to happen. It's Bangs are going to become illegal. Bangs are going to become illegal. You better hurry and get them now better. while you still can. Yeah, everyone go get bangs. <laughs> <laughs> I want a Zoe Deschanel blunt bang. <laughs> They're going to outlaw them because everyone's going to start transitioning into Korean pop stars. Right, yeah. And they're like, no more. <laughs> no, no more, more bangs. bangs. No more Chinese bangs. Yeah. They're like, we're also going to ban the bob next. Yeah, exactly. Banning the bob. <laughs> <laughs> we're banning strawberry shortcake hair, Chinese bangs, <laughs> and two, two braids. braids. <laughs> I'm Kamala Harris, and this has been a message from the White House. <laughs> this is my platform. <laughs> I will be banning strawberry shortcake <laughs> hair, Chinese, Chinese bangs, bangs with and two, two, two braids. braids. Nikki's like, now holds on. Now holds on. What the fuck? <laughs> We want everyone to look American. American? No bangs, no Chinese mop. <laughs> no more blasians. <laughs> You're not doing this with you hoes no more. Uh. Anyway. I can't wait to see new jeans. There me, is going to be a K-pop either. takeover in America. I can feel it. Yeah, it's ready. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. Americans really, I mean, we have very little name, nothing left to offer, I feel. I mean, our fucking pop music just has been sucking, so K-pop girls are like, we'll come over. Exactly. I mean, the, downs- the downfall of the K-pop is that... The K-pop is bad American pop music, for the most part. It's so weird, because I think I thought that for a long time, where I'm like, oh, it's just girls that get shuffled through the industry. It's like, they're very explicit about them just being pumped out. Uh But then when you look at, like, the choreography and, like, the Mm. concerts, it's like, that's why they're pumped out and trained with a whip, is because live... I heard it's just one of the best concerts you can I'm go sure. to. I'm mm-hmm. sure. I'm sure. Well, it's yeah. like the circus. I mean, when you beat a monkey enough times, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to put on a great show. It's going to jump through the flying hoops. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's in the... <laughs> you know, that's kind of how it goes. In the Eve's second like the Bluebeard's wife. Come on. I... Was it I... Wish for what's forbidden. Get it like boom boom boom. Get it like boom boom boom. I always think that you sing pitter like boom boom boom. And it's because Eve Psych and Bluebeard's wife all create for something forbidden. That is so true. And the rest of the lyrics have nothing to do with that concept. Yeah. I wanna love. Like it's just girl wanna have girl fun. Wanna have fun. <laughs> That's what I love about K-pop. I love Korean people. They got one pop thing right, and it said it doesn't have to make any fucking sense. Absolutely. Mm-mm. Not a doubt in my mind. I love how people were like, what was that intro song? Like, I need to know. <laughs> no, it's a great song. It's so good. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Tanning. Tanning. K-pop. T- tanning nasal spray. Uh, banning bangs. Banning bangs. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, anyway, so the, the yeah. spray mm-hmm. is... Um, That's crazy. It's insane. And I watched a couple TikToks of influencers who were doing it. Mm-hmm. And they were like, here's me 
and then here's me seven days later and i look like i've been to aruba it's crazy because it could get just like fda approved and like sold but like there's no way to truly test the long term like in 20 years you could drop dead because of one spray but we don't know that exactly <laughs> like that's the thing is like i'm sure it's safe exactly. right now exactly it's like I, right exactly it's like maybe one time you'd survive like no short-term effects but we have no idea we have no clue we, i mean there's no way that <laughs> they tested melanin this. up my nose <laughs> <laughs> i'm shooting the black people juice up my nose up my nose like what if i spray it in my mouth right is it the same up my butt you butt chug the permatan right. you go straight into your bloodstream <laughs> yeah. just my ass gets well, really I mean, dark it's, it's ingested the same way right as like a drug like a cocaine right because then when you do it up your nose it goes into your bloodstream really quick that's yes, what happens exactly so that means you're you snorting whatever goddamn you know Chemical. evil potion is inside of permatan you're putting straight into your fucking bloodstream but how attractive is and it for someone to be like tell you. they won't tell you but how like tempting is that to be like all i have I to know. do is blow it up my nose like two times and i have a full body even tan seems like there's no downsides even in between my toes girl I, just, I watched the movie Sick of Myself again recently, and the plot of this movie reminded me a lot of the Permatan Nasal Spray, <laughs> <laughs> where it's this evil foreign product that rots your body from the inside, yeah. but it makes you sexy. When sci-fi becomes reality, girl. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Life is stranger than fiction. So true. Or is it the other way around? Did you ever see Stranger Than Fiction, the movie? Sure haven't. No. Is it good? Is that the one with Will Ferrell? Again, I haven't seen it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> It's the no. movie where someone is writing his life and he figures it out, and uh, then he meets the person that's writing his life, oh. and they're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, yes. Str- I think oh it's stranger than fiction. I'm, yeah. I'm more than I'm familiar with the plot, but I, I think it's I, Will I don't Ferrell. Think I've ever seen it? Is it Will Ferrell? Again, no idea. Great movie though. Great movie. <laughs> Check it out. Check stranger it out. Than I think it's stranger than fiction. <laughs> Good movie. Oh. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, we're back. We are back, and we are here to. Mm-hmm ring-a-ling-a-ling answer some phone call questions and some text message questions and some email questions from the peanut gallery from the thought topics listeners at home my favorite time of year all around the world (laughs) pretty girls pretty girls all around the world i see gooey jewish girls (laughs) (laughs) gooey jewish girls gooey gooey jewish girls girls. oh um me neither i'm so excited when you said that like not enough people listen to cobra it's really fucking true Mm -hmm. like when you think about what gay people like and she has essentially all of it and is like a star i don't get why she's not famous it's really 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 crazy that she hasn't blown up in a bigger way i don't know i think it's still coming i mean she's pretty like young and she doesn't have a huge discography just yet and i think after this little she's also never been on a label she's never been on a label she does everything herself which is great she produces her own shit yeah i love it what do you think of feed the beast What's Feed the Beast? The Kim album. That's right. I already forgot the title. <laughs> I was like, why does that sound like a monster? Like, yeah. A monster can of <laughs> Unleash the Beast. Feed the Beast. That's what she should have titled it. Yeah, the new band bang drink. I'm so excited. I know there's a little bit of trepidation when it comes to the visuals or how cohesive is this project really going to be. I'm feeling a little trepidationaliciousness. When I think of Kim's debut album... I think I just had such a different idea in mind, mm-hmm. but now that she, I have a theory that she's just been fucked with in the industry now that she's this big, and like I don't think that's gonna change really, to be honest. I just don't like when I picture Kim doing like it's a big introduction to Kim Petras the mm-hmm. world over. Finally, yes. normal people are gonna know who she is instead of you know like yeah you know drug sniffing homos. Yeah, it's um 
I just I don't I didn't picture like chainmail like Dungeons and Dragons like Thundercats oh right like, Thundercats yeah. right like I I just it feels not true to who she is as an artist and it feels like yeah a kind of weird choice and like it just already seems kind of all over the place has she always had besides um turn off the lights which like you're married to like the Halloween aesthetic like uh-huh. has she ever had really cohesive like visuals I guess not really I mean like the clarity era was, a was little random of, uh, I like mean she was on the, a motorcycle the sound it was all over the place the sound was more like slow sound cloud rap yeah yeah but then we had like sweet spot and like personal hell I know she's always been kind of all over and like kind of schizophrenic in her taste mm-hmm. but I do think that for this particular one I'm I have a feeling it's mm-hmm. going to kind of harken back to the um, the old way that pop stars used to make albums. Mm. Where now, when pop stars make albums, you even if you're the shittiest pop star in the world, yeah. Let's say you're Dua Lipa. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's just say, say yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just an example. Every song has to be a hit, right? Potentially, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. you have to have twelve hits. But what's the theory? Is if like your first two albums back to back are great? This is a, this is a theory propagated by the one and only. Dr. Luke. Who got Greatest Writer of the Year. Who did win Greatest Songwriter of the Year uh, this year. (laughs) And um, he was the one who said this originally, which is that if your first two albums are huge smashes, Mm -hmm. then you will have a career for the rest of your life. Yeah. because Even if if they start to be terrible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because people will be so fondly remembrant of your Mm -hmm. early work that's what makes people sold on you is if you have a great first album it's like what is this bitch gonna do next even better right sold that's all you need yeah even if the second album isn't technically as good as the first as long as it has hits right what was Katy perry's second album teenage fucking dream that's fucking right (laughs) i was like i wasn't forgetting one teenage (laughs) fucking dream no sophomore slump there holy shit and one, one of the boys is a great album too coming up on its 15th anniversary no less yes wow that's crazy and you know after that Prism, not as good. Witness. Prism's fine. Career tanker. Witness. <laughs> <laughs> and then Smile, which is like a not even, it's not even a factor. I forget about it all like, the girl, time. I know. But the, the fact of the matter is that people still have Katy Perry as part of the, the conversation. Yep. Because of the fact that those first two albums were so, so big. Because like even she's unable to tarnish her true legacy. Absolutely. Yeah. And I do think that, that the Dr. Luke theory is true. And that's why Dr. Luke would not let Kesha make this mm-hmm. kind of like sloppy like gross rock, rocker chick thing for warrior which she wanted to do right um but then it backfired because her heart wasn't in it and warrior sucked yes mm-hmm. agreed but in a way it kind of worked because come on was a hit die yes. young was a hit mm-hmm. yeah um you know there was another one on there that was really good but i'm trying to remember but there was a we are who we are no that was cannibal which was an ep that was tacked on to animal so it doesn't technically count mm-hmm. as a separate one okay it okay, came too okay, soon okay. after Animal to count as a second album, I think, in the yes. way that, like, the fame monster came. Yep, that makes sense. That makes sense. <clears throat> um, I sound like such a fag that I know all the details on this. But, I mean... You the- know all the details on <laughs> But it's pop, it's pop girl history, you know? It, it is, it is. Yeah. And, and, I mean, that's why people are still, still, somehow, talking about mm-hmm. Kesha, despite the fact that she's basically just, you know, just wiped her ass on record for the last three albums and just Three been- albums? Holy shit. That gag order shit is caca. Oh my god. I couldn't make it through the album. Oh. I could not make it through. Oh. Because guess what? I knew that this was going to happen. Uh-huh. She's uh, three strikes. She's, I think, permanently out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of on her side during the rainbow thing. Yes. I remember because 
um praying i remember being like so emotional about it's a very beautiful song but if you went number one for a reason and if you're gonna make that switch you have to stick to that switch Uh be the religious catholic girl girl absolutely absolutely and i do i listen i'll say it i love the song boots on that album boots Ah, boots Ah. nowadays where boots means so much to me i know exactly boots is so evocative of so many different things now (laughs) (laughs) and there i mean there were a couple of songs in there that i thought were like cute Maybe not, you know, career definers or anything that really was going to shake the world, but yeah, mm-hmm. there's some cute songs. Yeah, mother freaking woman. I'm a mother freaking woman, baby. All right, <laughs> that's the worst song ever. I, we didn't. We are. We're, we're doing music league right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, which is that app where you and your girlies uh, all compare song mm-hmm. you submit songs on a theme <laughs> yes and it's so much fun and on the category worst song you've ever heard someone submitted woman <laughs> Kesha. Woman, my Kesha, i'm yeah. pretty sure it was sydney yeah work <laughs> yeah shout out sydney um, i love the categories that we've been getting like fall song and i'm, I'm like so ready oblivion. to be past seasons yeah, everyone is so over the seasons thing yeah because when it was made we didn't know how far we were gonna go so a lot of them are just like bullshit categories mm-hmm. but we're getting to some good ones yeah we're gonna submit my up again my favorite nikki song oh yeah we're coming up on the nikki category i've been mm-hmm. thinking about my answer all day holy shit i'm so excited (laughs) (laughs) best song um but yeah i don't know that's kind of i don't remember why we started talking about this um albums uh kim kim yeah yeah, yes okay Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i have a feeling Mm -hmm. it's gonna be a a a a time machine back to back back to where no (gasps) to where As I was saying, the world's shittiest pop star, Dua has to make an album of 12 hits. Yes. 12 mm-hmm. potential hits. They don't yes. all have to go be a hit. But some of them have to, like, split. people have to grab on this Exactly. Mm-hmm. There has to be something on there that, I mean, if you push it hard enough, it would chart. Yes. I have a feeling that we're going to go back to the olden days mm-hmm. where a album by a pop star actually was not 12 hits, mm-hmm. and it was three hits and then filler. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I <laughs> so see. Just shit that, like... Britney would never perform certain songs from the first couple of albums of her career live Holy shit, with no. a gun to her head because nope. they're not real songs. They were right. they were shit out by some Swedish guy and, you know, basically mm-hmm. they AI'd her voice into it. And yeah, they they a- <laughs> Britney had no no involvement. She doesn't in remember process. any of her songs. No, no, mm-hmm. no, no. And by the same token, I, <laughs> yeah, I heard yeah, Apple yelling. Yeah. Um, I do feel, why are you crying? Are you okay, my love? So vocal. He's so hungry because he threw up all his food, and that's what happens when you throw up. <laughs> you become hungry. <laughs> you become hungry. Funny how that works. <laughs> um. Anyway, I, I just, I, in the same way, I do feel that they're like, okay, Kim, you have a number one song. Mm-hmm. Whether it's good or not, there's a number one. Yes. And we will be following it with an album now. Yeah. And whatever you have good or bad we're putting it on whether it sounds like an album or not because unholy is on this album right unholy is the final track why which is the only reason it's being put on there is because of the fact that it will boost sales to yes. have unholy, unholy on it, on, it mm-hmm. on the official so, track list because so, so many people and the people who are recent kim converts are only going to listen to this because of unholy which is insane it's crazy to me because it feels like people that don't there's know a who large demographic that like a record label would be like, there's so many people who are going to listen to this because they want more Unholy. And they're not going to get it, bitch. They will not be getting it. Absolutely. Give me revelations, though. 
Revelations is a great song Holy that is on the track list. Shit. I need to look at the track list again, but I remember being like, a lot of these are just hits. A couple of them are holdovers from the scrapped album, the yes. problematique album. Which She's is keeping Hit It From The Back, which I'm not crazy about. She's keeping Sex Talk, which is terrible. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm withholding judgment for now, but I do think um, I'm a little concerned yeah, that it's going it's to be like... Maybe we'll get a sleeper hit. Maybe we'll get a one-off good single that'll keep her alive and let her do her own thing on the next one. Yeah. Um, But I do have a feeling that this has been such a rush job. Yes. (laughs) They're trying to just be like, fucking get something out. Go, 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 go. Which is insane because she already had Problematic ready to go and it was going to be a great album. Exactly. I just think that they're not letting her control a lot at all, which is really unfortunate. That is true. It's really sad. Yeah. I miss when she was just doing her own thing. Me too. But, you know, what are you going to do? Girls got to play the game. And now she's rich and famous. So. Right. So. I would do the same shit. Yeah. And here I am. <laughs> here I am ready to eat up. <laughs> Feed the beast. Eat <laughs> girl. I already the beast. Eat it up. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get into some questions, shall we? Let's do it. I'm so excited for this. Here we go. Thank Should you. we do a voicemail first? Should we do an email or a text first? Um, Let's start off with a voicemail. That would be exciting. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Let me screen this really quickly and see. Because when you screen it, do you just look at what the translated? Yeah, I kind of look at like the um the context, the transliterated mm-hmm. message. Okay, here we go. Message from a girl at home <laughs> begins now. Let's go. Hey, episode one listener here. So it's been a very long time. I am a trans girl, if you couldn't tell by my raspy little voice, but I recently got a new boyfriend and it's been going really well, but I'm adjusting to the fact that he like won't be one of the girls. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess I'm just wondering if you think it's like a good thing to kind of have that similarity in your dating pool versus friend group, or if you think that separation between people you date and people you'd be friends with is like a good barrier. And if I just need to get some new girls or if I just need to go back to dating weird bisexual commie dudes. <laughs> Let me know. Thanks. Bye. Good question. Bye. Love Bye. you. Bye. Love you, girl. That's a great oh my God. Question. Nice. Good question. Um, this is what I've been thinking about actually a lot recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you, the question is, what do you do if the, the object of your affection and your desire is mm-hmm. not one of the girls? And you know, probably won't completely mesh with your friend group. Like, Absolutely. does that matter at the end of the day when it comes to like a romantic partner? Yes. Okay. You go first. Well, I don't, I mean, in my experience, this is how it, it I've seen it play out among mm-hmm. my friends at the very least. Yes. For whatever cosmic reason, for whatever psychic, you know, reason it is, mm-hmm. I found that basically every person who's ever been brought into the friend group mm-hmm. as a romantic other yeah. does not fit in. Yeah. Or if they do, if they don't, maybe it's, it's not as easy a fit as if we were to like meet some random new person and like bring them into the friend group. Right. I do find that like even not, not everyone is as difficult to bring into the fold. Like some people have an easier time than others, mm-hmm. but I will say that I've, I don't think I've, I don't know that I've ever met someone's romantic other mm-hmm. and been like, they're 100% fit from the jump. And like, we'll be my BFFFF. Right. Right. Exactly. Yes. I agree. And I think that is what I've been thinking about a lot recently too. It's like, I actually don't think that that person needs to be like best friends with everyone in your friend group. No. Because it, it is a separate kind of relationship that you have with that person. It is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 
if that person's also going and being like, all right, I'm meeting the friends, have to be on my best behavior, and yeah. then when we're done, it's like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes. And I also think if you were, if the quality you were looking for in a romantic partner was among the girls, you'd just date one of the girls. Yes, I was going to say, if you're looking for something that you know already is not in your friend group, right? Like, right. you're friends with your girls for a reason. Maybe you're not cognizant of it right away, but yeah. And, like, when you date someone or what you're seeking for in a romantic relationship is just going to be different from the things you get from your friend group. So it's totally reasonable if you're like, I'm dating this guy, this jock, who's just right. not one of the girls. But right. if you like him, if it's going well, yeah, and that person still likes your friends at least, or, you know, it's like, hey, yeah. like, we can chill with them. That's fine. Totally. And they're not BFFs. That's, that's okay. And, yeah. And I also mm-hmm. think variety is the spice of life. And I do yes. think it's kind of fun to have someone at social events who clearly doesn't get what's going on i always think it's <laughs> yeah. very funny to have someone in the fold who's like doesn't get the jokes people are telling does not under- yeah. tries to participate and just like can't do it and i mean people <laughs> have new people have told us that we do have an intimidating friend group because we yeah. all have very big personalities like our friends mm-hmm. and that does make sense i've just realized that it probably is super scary for a new person to come in and be like yeah we're gonna get fucked up and go to blank like right you know and the social dynamic is like everyone just cutting each other off to like get a joke in and like yeah. what like what's funnier than that what's funnier than that and someone's just sitting there like holy shit like i can't i can't i can't <laughs> right. you know yeah exactly interject yeah i do think that that for i mean just in other people's like boyfriends or whatever that i've met mm-hmm. usually it winds up being like mm, like there's mm-hmm. even if they're nice and even if i like them mm-hmm. i do i don't think it's a coincidence that more often than not People yep. don't bring in another best friend. Like, they bring in someone <coughs> who has something else to offer. Yeah, exactly. Which is totally fair. If you're it just makes looking, sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes complete sense. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, why? I mean, again, like, you would just fuck one of the girls. If one you of the girlies. To, if that's what you <laughs> like, wanted. If yeah. that was, if, if they weren't missing something you needed. Mm-hmm. I agree. I actually talked to my mom about <clears> this recently where it's, she was like, yeah, you really don't need that. Like, let's say your significant other does not like drinking right yeah maybe they only like smoking but you love to go out and party with your girls and get wasted and they're like okay like yeah you can go do that and then we can go chill that is such a good balance yeah right well the important thing is to get someone who understands that side of you and is willing to keep room for it and not judge you for it yes or not want you to change to fit their lifestyle a little bit better right especially because of the fact that you kind of know at the end of the day that that person for whatever personality differences that they have in a way, it's always going to be kind of an island that's separate from your friends. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. But then there's also value in having that relationship because at the end of the day, it is also really nice to be like, oh, I don't have to be around all these screaming people. And like, I just right. get to go back and have like the chill, like my yeah relationship, like, yeah. my my boyfriend or my whatever. Like yeah. having that person at home where it's like, okay, great. Now I get to go home and like order Taco Bell and talk shit about everyone we were just with. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. That's refreshing to have. And mm. I don't think you get to have that with the girls. Right. It is just a nice break. It's a yeah. different thing. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was Confucius who said, sister dick will make you sick. <laughs> Confucius? <laughs> yeah. So keep that in your heart. And yeah. uh, definitely don't stay as far away from bisexuals as possible. Yeah. No, I, you're I doing everything correct. Question. Yeah. There's yeah. no need to bring any weird bisexuals <laughs> back into the fold. Yeah. Let's talk about the so real issue. Can, like, have more fun at a bar. Like bring a weird, awkward straight guy and like make him buy people drinks. Like how fun is that? Yeah. If you feel good, if you have a good feeling about your significant other, you're not doing anything wrong. Like it's, it's fine. It's probably going great. hundred percent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you for calling in. Thank you. Love you. Mean it. Bye bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> eh. That was a good one to start with. Yeah. Okay. Do we want to do a email? Do we want to do a text? Do we want to do... What do we want to do? 
Oh, what's like? What would be a key uh, difference between a text? Let's do a text. Uh, let's do a text. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. I feel like a text would be more tight and concise than a big ass email. Okay. Could be wrong. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Thoughts. Okay. This. <laughs> this. Per- <laughs> okay. This person actually has a two parter, and the reason it's a two parter is because they messaged just for our last thought line, and we never replied. <laughs> let's go. Okay. So we'll do their first one, and then we'll do the new one. Here's the first one that you guys didn't respond to, and also here's an update on that one that you guys didn't respond to. It's actually totally unrelated. Oh, okay, work. <laughs> but these questions are separated by roughly six months. Okay, six. Okay. <laughs> First of all, hey, I, I hope this is the thought line. I need advice about what kind of shoe a man should wear that isn't a boot. Ooh. This is one of the hardest questions ever asked. Uh, yeah, you shouldn't have asked fucking me. I wore a boot here. Yeah, you're, you're a boot. I'm you're a boot, boot girl. Down. I'm a boot summer, winter, spring, fall. fall. Never wearing, not a boot. Never not wearing a boot. And then in the summer when I have to wear shorts. Yeah. I wear really just dumb. Yeah. Like, I don't care about my shoes a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I wear gray and beige shoes. Yeah. 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 That are, like, unlabeled. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. I'm also probably not the best person to wear this, to answer you this have, question. You have a good set of shoes. I have a lot of shoes, but they're not appropriate shoes for men. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? Colorful sandals. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I feel like I'm kind of known for having retarded shoes. I like your shoes. Okay, so the, I think the key is get shoes that go with your outfits and your wardrobe yeah like you know what dress I mean? yourself like you're dressing a mannequin in a way like as much as i love like sneakers or like wearing a nike with crazy colors i'm just not gonna wear a nike with crazy colors with like jeans and just mismatch shit that yeah. other people could pull off like yeah. i just know i'm not gonna be able to do that i just know myself and i know that in general as a person in my torso and pants in general mm-hmm. always neutrals usually like i'm very much like i always wear black i always wear Mm-hmm. you know yes. uh, neutral type colors mm-hmm. so usually my shoe is where i kind of go cuckoo and i kind of you know yeah. <laughs> so i yes. have some crazy purple shoes or whatever the fuck yeah and nothing's wrong with a good boot because there are so many different kinds of boots yeah. like i've never worn doc martens mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. i'm just like i don't really think that i have a look for doc martens but i'm gonna get like a combat yeah. boot or like nice brown winter boots or something like that yeah i yeah. have a doc i have mm-hmm. a biker boot Mm-hmm. I have kind of this like weird leather, like this brown leather boot with like this patch of like green fur on it. I love that one. That was good. Love, <laughs> love those. You boots. love an expensive shoe, and they always like are great and like pay off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Honestly, I do feel that shoes are the one category mm-hmm. in fashion where the more expensive they are, the better. The better for sure. Mm-hmm. So splurge on a nice pair of shoes. Go somewhere you wouldn't normally go, and just see where your heart wanders. Mm-hmm. I feel like a good shoe is in the eye of the beholder. Yes, I love going into a fucking Macy's and being like, yes. I'm gonna look at just all the shoes. Yes. Because that's the other thing is I don't think a shoe, one shoe fits all. So true. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my Carrie Bradshaw moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, if the shoe don't fit. If the shoe don't fit, don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> you heard? shoe <laughs> <laughs> don't fit, don't buy it, girl. Period. Yeah. Um, but it is. It's like a gut thing. Just you know what shoes you look good in, and you know what you like yeah, too. Yeah, I don't yeah. know your wardrobe, so I can't really tell you. Yeah. Well, the other question, the other the follow up question for this person I have is, are you gay? Because gay people, right. I think, have much more mm-hmm. free range in terms of what's appropriate to wear. Like um, a straight guy should not touch a converse. No. No. <laughs> no. Like a, a straight guy with like a white converse being like, how do these look? I'm like, gay. I'm like, they look gay. They look like you put <laughs> a penis in your butt every night. Yeah. Right when you got out of the fitting room. <laughs> straight dick in the butt. Penis in your butt every night. That's what I think of when I see someone <laughs> so wearing converse. white converse. 
<laughs> yeah, the white wall canvas converse is no. that is a dick sucking shoe. That's di- that's cock sucking shoe. <laughs> you got your cock sucking <laughs> shoes on. <laughs> yeah, that in a Chelsea boot. <laughs> you hate a Chelsea. I hate a Chelsea boot. Is that's it? a cock sucking shoe. Because the Chelsea boot is one that doesn't have any like straps or shoelace. You just slip it on and it has. You the slip it on and has right? that stretchy on the side. Hey, yeah. those boots. Do not touch a Chelsea boot. Please girl. leave them at home. Leave them at home. I'm and literally also just bugging. Genuinely out of style. Yeah, no kidding. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wear a Chelsea boot or, or white unless you're gay. <laughs> Everything else, follow your heart. Even if you're gay, you're gonna come off as a very you're gonna come off as a slut or yeah. yeah. <laughs> Slut. So just leave those at home in general. Yeah. <laughs> That's my only That's piece of my advice sense, for you. Yeah. Okay, follow-up question. Yeah, the <laughs> this has nothing to do with shoes. Right, nothing right. to do. And I think that this probably... I, the way this question is phrased, I think this can probably be the final discussion we ever have about this topic. Oh, fuck. Thoughts? It's about Normani. We... <laughs> That'll, that conversation will never be over. Oh, never. <laughs> we need a definitive conversation on age gap dating. I met a man at the airport who is 57, and we've gone on a few dates now, but I'm worried that our age will prevent any deeper connection. What are your thoughts on this? Does age matter? Doesn't drop his age. Yeah, what is your age? Mama. Mama. <laughs> what boots should I wear? Also... <laughs> Also, can I date this 60-year-old man? If you don't know what shoes to wear... <laughs> take the white Converse off. Take the white Converse take off. Take off the dick-sucking shoes. He was wearing his white Converse when he met the man at the airport. 100%. Yeah. That's how he knew to That's how he knew. You. Yeah, exactly. You're in your cock-sucking shoes. <laughs> you were in your cock-sucking shoes at the airport, mama. <laughs> yeah. Age gap. This People were talking about this on people Twitter yet again. People are obsessed age gap. People are obsessed with age gap shit. Um, and also, why are people obsessed with it? It is really odd to me. Because, like... like, Well, okay, so the real reason people are obsessed with age gap shit is because when middle-aged people Mm -hmm. are looking for a romantic partner and their age-appropriate potential partners are obsessed with young people, Mm -hmm. it's competition that they don't love. So they have to come up with a reason to be like... They can't just be like, I'm pissed that you want to fuck teens and not me, and I'm 35. And so the ugly 35-year-old. <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Jesus. But you can't say that, so you have to say, it is sick, sick. and you're actually a pedophile if you date 20-year-olds. If you date people who are 24, then you're a pedophile. You're dating a baby. You're dating a child and a teen, which is <laughs> <laughs> not the truth at all. The last time I felt like a baby was when I was like nine years old. Nine holy shit like yeah. even all through like freshman year of high school i just remember being like a demented little like right. ready for it you know ever since i was 13 i was in the know <laughs> holy shit yeah I, just, I was i just was i knew i knew i knew um you don't hear video games and then go back yeah i'm not mm. commenting on the predatory thing because it's not really i don't care. I don't care so the the question at the root of this mm-hmm. is is there a possibility at a deep romantic connection between someone who has a significant age gap between them, let's say 57 and 27. I think that you can be very passionate in that kind of relationship, but I don't think that it will, there's no longevity there. Like I you can, even kind if you of agree, even if you're 22 dating a 50 year old and you guys yeah. have been dating for like 10 years, let's say mm. it just will come to a point where you will wake up and be like, shit, I'm 32. And my now husband is, 65 or whatever right. it's like you can't do the same shit that you guys want to do like right. i've seen it kind of happen yeah especially with straight couples it's just like you just yeah, eventually yeah. realize that there is a I, huge age gap that doesn't feel fun when you want to do fun things 
obviously I think there's exceptions to every rule. Mm-hmm. And I also do think there are a lot of people out there who enter relationships not for romantic fulfillment, but for some kind of transaction. Trade-off. Yes. And not to say that every person who is in a relationship like this is, I'm young and sexy and you're rich. Like, that's not But how often is it like, But it I'm, is that a lot. It's majority of the time. It's like, yes, you're 20, 21 dating a 60-year-old. Mm-hmm. Is that a poor 60-year-old? Right. Is that Rarely. a lower middle class 60-year-old? Maybe. Maybe. Like, if you have issues, yeah, maybe. But they have, like, a little bit of money. But they're splurging and everything, and that is also the the reality of it. Ask young people, why are you dating this person? It's not because I feel taken care of, or I feel taken care of. Mm-hmm. whatever, or I have, like, some deep-seated, you know, daddy issues or whatever. Right, and, like, that can last for a little bit, but my biggest thing is that's just not a long-term relationship. I, ju- I just, I don't see how it could be anything other than some kind of shallower transaction what I was seeing on Twitter is the whole, like, who technically has more power in that situation? Is it the younger person that know, that's in the know, or is it the older that's, like, also in the know? Like, what well, because is, they're both yeah. getting something out of it. One gets to be seen with a hot, young, you know, sprightly person. And that's what they care about, yeah. Exactly. And mm-hmm. the other... And gets to be... It gets to feel like they're worthy of that sort of attention from a young person. Yes. Um, and then the other person gets to feel... So, I don't know, safe, protected, somehow removed from the game, taken care of, whatever. Never have to pay for dinner. Exactly. Yeah. And that's benefits. fine. That's fine if those are your priorities in a romantic relationship. But for me personally, mm-hmm. that is not enough mm-hmm. to justify the amount of emotional give that you have to have with another person in order to have a long-term relationship with them. Yes. There's just too, there's too much sacrifice you have to make to be that vulnerable with another person that for me, mm-hmm. going to dinner, you yeah. know, for a, you know, a two piece and a fry yeah. is not enough. To quote the great astrophysicist, uh, Shangela, uh, if I wanted a sugar daddy, I could go out and get one, <laughs> but I'm honestly just really not that kind of girl. girl. And that's true. It's like, that's not what I want in a romantic relationship, Loki, but I get it. I get that that's what other people want. I, uh, Yes. Yeah. I just, I, it, for me, it's it's not something that I see and get very bothered by. I don't get bothered by it. Just because everyone's going to want to do what they want to do, especially young people. Young people are just, they don't care about the discourse that's happening. And I fully understand the intrigue. When I was younger, I, the idea of having to, I mean, people, young people, mm-hmm. myself included, stay retarded for like a long time. Yeah. And like, <laughs> even when older yeah. people are retarded in their own way, yeah, like it or not, they've just been around longer. So there's a, a bit of, um, I think the, the, it's, it's refreshing to meet someone who has priorities that don't revolve around vanity and mm. competition and, um, you know, these sorts of things that young people lose their minds over and feel like are the end of the world. Yes. Whereas I've heard from basically every single person over a certain age mm-hmm. that you cross a certain threshold where you just stop giving a fuck. You stop giving a fuck about like your appearance and, and everything you, like right, that. Right. You, mm-hmm. you start talking to waiters different and you, start talking, <laughs> yeah. you know, like all this kind of shit that just, I think there's a, a shift in priorities that mm-hmm. I think when you are dating 25 year old loser after 25 year old loser, Mm-hmm. it's probably a little refreshing to meet someone who just has different goals and a different worldview simply by having been through the ringer of bullshit for a lot longer. Yep. Yep. Completely agree. 
Mm-hmm. So that's my only stance. I, I don't have a problem with it, but I do think unless you truly look within yourself and find that you're not someone who needs like a deep romantic fulfillment, mm-hmm. then yep. go for it. Yeah. Then why not? Yeah. Then you'll learn from it. Period. Nice. <laughs> Another one in the bag. Another one. God, the age gap discourse, especially with it's, gay guys, it's too. nonstop. Man. Like, I remember on Twitter, I was like, I just can't be on Twitter today. This is what people are I hate talking, talking about, about like, fucking gay oh people. It's just God. so much worse. Yeah, so annoying. Just stay in your lane. Do what you want to do. <sighs> oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, well, let's do another voicemail. Yeah. Okay, here we go. This one's like a minute and a half, but we're just gonna do it anyway. All right, let's do it. Um, hey, thoughts. Um, I have, I guess, kind of like a dilemma, um, and I'm not sure that you guys are equipped to solve it, but I'd like to get your perspective on it anyways. (laughs) In two seconds. So, for background, I am a late 20s homosexual, Mm -hmm. um, and my issue is, I guess, surrounding my job. Um, So, my job for background is kind of, um, I've been there for about a year. Um, it pays enough, but not really anything particularly good. Um, it keeps me afloat. Um, I have pretty good job security. Anyways, the issue with this job is that I've been there for about a year. When I took it last year, I was kind of promised that I would be traveling internationally for it, all these things. Fast forward to now a year in this position. Um, I basically work an email job. Um, I go into the office one day a week, which is awesome, and basically have fuck shit to do for the rest of the week. Um, so I kind of just sit at home and do nothing. So that's really nice. And I have job security, which is really nice. Um, but I guess I just feel a little restless and I feel like I should be moving on with my career. I feel like I should be making more money. I feel like I should be doing more. And I'm worried that this job is holding me back, but I also don't want to leave in the middle of a recession and then fuck myself over. Um, or I don't want, you know, like I'm just about to start traveling and the job's about to get good. Um, and I leave. Uh, so just want to hear, I guess, your thoughts on it. Uh, thank you guys. Bye. Okay. Thank you. <clears throat> I feel like this person answered their own question. In a way, yeah. In a way. Well, I'm going to preface this by saying never, if a, if a job ever promises you anything. No, and then you don't see it, it. It's never coming. I'm telling you, before you even don't see it, it's not coming. Nope. Nope. No promise nope. that is ever made to you in an interview is coming. It is like the president coming to your door, knocking on your door, kissing your baby and saying, I'm going to make all your dreams come true. And then, and then you believe it. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're at with that. And then every day you wait for Obama to come back. Exactly. And Obama <clears throat> never returns. Your never baby returns. grows old. Where'd Obama go? He said oh he was coming God. back. No, nope. never happens. Nope. Never ever happens. So I wouldn't worry too much about them putting you on a chartered jet anywhere. <laughs> yeah, no. Like if especially you've been there for a year. Right. You know, I've been in a situation where my job actually just turned into not what it was before. Uh-huh. And that's your sign to leave. And you also it just sounds like you want to wait and wait and wait. The everything this person is feeling that will not change. You're not gonna. You're no. You're not gonna wake up one day and be like, "I love this uh, job." Like that's not gonna change. And it sounds to me like you probably are making, you know, good adult human money, especially with an easy job. Right. Mm-hmm. But that, I get the feeling of yeah, monotony and being like, "Well, I could be doing something more." Or like, now that I have a year here, it's like, can yeah. I start looking? 
And the thing is, you can't start looking while you're on the job. Right. You're, Who's to say? I mean, like, you're at home anyway. You're at home anyway. And like you, the whole like applying for jobs while I'm at my job, do that. And if something Classic. comes up and you get an offer, accept it. And then you don't have to worry about the unemployment thing with the recession. That's completely true. Yeah. To me, just from the vibe of this call, I can tell that you're kind of already over it. Right. Um, right. You know, maybe, maybe you we're having a moment where you felt like leaving maybe you could left this message after a particularly difficult day because i you know i listen i 100 percent understand the desire to um jump ship at the smallest inconvenience <laughs> to be like i hate this i'm leaving today i'm leaving not only am i leaving i'm killing myself when i get home <laughs> i feel that routinely and <laughs> but then like the flip of it also is as someone who has exclusively worked in these sort of in-person you know, um, miserable customer service type environments for a very long time. Mm -hmm. I would, the only wary piece of advice I have for you is to count your blessings in terms of the amount of flexibility you have in your job of staying at home and doing fuck shit. I believe is what you said. That is correct. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't kiss that goodbye unless you know that whatever lies around the bend is for sure better because let's say you got a new job and they, Granted, you're making more, but they're working you around the clock. It's like, uh-huh. would you rather take less of a pay and then just have things be chill? It's yeah. just about what you're looking for. But if you're, it sounds like you're also looking to be challenged and yeah. just be ready for the next challenge. It also, do, yeah, it depends on what your priorities are outside of work as well. Because I think mm-hmm. if you have a job that enables you to pursue those priorities that are not work related, mm-hmm. that's extremely important, especially if you already kind of feel like the money's all right. Yeah. But, you know, priorities change. Sometimes you do feel like you need to move onward and upward in order to you know, achieve those outside of work priorities. Mm-hmm. And if that's a bigger drive, then do that. I will say every time that I have felt that at a job, I never regretted it. Anytime where I felt yes. that I just no longer wanted to be there, just put in my two weeks, yeah. something better is around the corner. But yeah, it's up to yeah. you. With, like when it comes to pursuing it, when do you want to pursue it? Are you ready for it now? I do also find that all career related issues mm-hmm. are actually completely not in your control at all. <laughs> So and you can apply for four months. Yeah. You can say, <laughs> I'm ready to go. Nothing. All right, I'm ready for a new job. Yeah. Well, exactly. Or like, I think the, the, the natural feeling that your body produces of like, I need to leave. I need to go. Once that starts. Never. I would never not ignore that sign. Never. That's never what I learned. I never, I learned that so early. It's like when you have the instinct to leave a job, leave a place, it only grows. Yes. You will not wake up one day and be like, I actually don't feel like I need to leave actually, now. Actually, I love this place now. That's, <laughs> that's never going to happen. Like, follow like, your I mean, Follow like, your gut. Unfortunately, a job is a job is a job is a job. Mm-hmm. And a job is going to beat you over the head mm-hmm. repeatedly, humiliate you, make you're you feel number. horrible. Mm-hmm. You're a number. Work you to the bone. Whatever it is. Yeah. And oftentimes, if there's not enough upside to compensate for all that mistreatment, mm-hmm. you are haunted by the horrible things that you were that were asked of you Mm -hmm. um you know through that experience of a job and sometimes you know even if your circumstances approve marginally you still are like remember when they fucking didn't help me with x or whenever remember when they didn't want me to go do xyz and remember when they talked to you like a fucking non-person right exactly mm -hmm. so that i think is always something important to keep in mind too is to sort of uh do a a a little bit of book balancing yes karmic book balancing between you and your employer (laughs) yeah and see you know really where the chips fall yeah i agree follow your gut that's my biggest rule in life follow your gut period it will not change absolute period nice i'm gonna take a quick pee break okay great i'm just reading a couple of these emails in the meantime yeah 
back 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 in the booth fucking retarded when are we getting our soundboard i know i have to okay so i i found i have a list of sounds i have like a handwritten list of sounds and i just have to like download them and cut them into the appropriate things because some of them are from larger works. I was gonna say a handwritten list. What are the titles of some of the? Should I go find it? Yeah. Okay, wait. Let me go. Find Only it. because I'm curious as to how you wrote them down to oh, just to describe the sounds that are gonna be no, on our soundboard. And this is gonna be a soundboard that we are gonna use live and just. I, okay, I think we'll have to try that. But my <laughs> my fear is that we'll is crack that we the fuck will up. Laugh too much and then it's gonna derail the whole thing. We should do one where we do that and then we'll. And then we'll kind of go from there and see if we can handle it. <laughs> if we can handle the responsibility of the soundboard. <laughs> I don't think we will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here's my list. I have Miranda Cosgrove. I live. <laughs> even her it's just a video it just has a picture of her i live <laughs> i have gwen stefani yummy opening yes mm-hmm. i have that, that news anchor going slay oh, yeah! <laughs> like the concern slay, slay? <laughs> this is <a> pussy die <gasps> pussy die <laughs> it's good faggot with a drug habit yeah uh, that's a good one. <laughs> the panting sound from She Wolf. <laughs> Just that. <laughs> You're insane. <laughs> Me after I took a sip of Coke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a uh, Parker Kid Hill going. You put my love on top. <laughs> Bye, daddy. <laughs> It's good. That's a good one. It's uh, one of my favorite vines, actually. Yeah, me too. It's a great one. Oh, and um, the face shopping drop. <laughs> <laughs> Those See, are my ideas so far. <laughs> Any of those, we could drop mid conversation, and I would lose. I kill myself. <laughs> that should just be our break music. That two second. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> I'm doing that today. Yeah. For sure. All right. Yeah. All right. I gotta go pee. <laughs> and we're back. Yes. We're tired. Oh. It's like an Anna Montana transition, but it's so yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway. It's um, a good list. Maybe even the Hannah Montana transition music yeah. would be pretty Ooh, good. Yeah, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so da, 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 da. Oh, whoa. That's how Miley Cyrus sings, too. Yeah. Nowadays. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly like that. <laughs> I'm crying and sweating. Mm. Oh. All right, back to business. Back to biz. <coughs> you want to do a text? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Hi, boys. <laughs> Hi, boys. <laughs> I'm 27, living in Michigan. Mm. And I'm wondering what gives you guys the ick in other gay men you're romantically interested in. I am not romantically interested in gay men. (laughs) 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 I could be the perfect ideal soulmate, but this one thing would be an absolute deal breaker. Mine is people who put too much catch up on anything. Love the pod. Keep it up. Absolutely agree. (laughs) That's that's yours. That's my (laughs) ick. Yeah. (laughs) What are some of your icks? Um, I mean, you have like a husband now, but yeah, I do. So I'm, I'm kind of out of the game. But but back then, what were your icks? Um, big icks for me 
hall monitor behavior really can't handle snitches snitches, snitches get stitches and end up in ditches girl absolutely yeah, yeah people who just in general like can't bite their tongue about like any minor infraction in a social situation taylor swift or disney gays are genuinely absolutely. big turn-offs i don't care how hot you are or how much you're my type either one of those i'm like absolutely not absolutely not no taylor swift fans or disney gays or disney gays Shows honestly ex- even like pokemon gays like a hardcore pokemon gay for me is like a no i can see that I'm like halfway like, there. Listen, yeah, I, I, I don't like love Pokemon. play the game. Yeah, great, fine, I'm, I'm whatever. Okay, for come sure. on. Yeah, but like being like, oh, I'm like obsessed with Pokemon. I'm like, I can name you, you every Pokemon. So annoying. Yeah, I can name all 1,000, however many, in order. <laughs> all of them. I'm like, that's great. I will not be having sex no, with you. No, absolutely not. No. Mm-mm. Um, what else? I don't mind the TCG girls. That's fine. What's TCG? Trading card game. So ah. that's Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, oh, Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah, they're all a part of TCG. That's, okay, got it. I understand now. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, you suck. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> Tell me more. Um, trying to think of what other of my ex. People who are really into weed. I hate that. Yeah. I hate potheads. When we had our Zelda day, I felt like I was transported back to the dorms when you uh-huh. were playing Breath of the Wild and we were all like high, high. drunk or whatever, like yeah. watching you. Because when we had Zelda Day, I was like, I always forget that you're just not a high girly. I hate even when everyone around you is high. Like I really hate the smell of weed. I really yeah. hate the way people act when they're on weed. Yeah, people are very outside of their body when they're like high high. <sighs> it just it I just don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it's not my my flavor. Yeah. Also, people who, like, love weed are, like, really annoying about it. And I find that that is, like... Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, a big yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Um, What else? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of what other of my icks are. I, don't, just I actually, open. like, I don't get icks about, like, super feminine people. Me neither. I wouldn't fuck them, but I'm. It's not an. It's not an. <laughs> ick. It's not an ick for me. Yeah, because I'm just like, oh, you're just a girl. Like you're one of right, my girls. Exactly. Yeah. You default to being the girly. Like you it's not even like an ick necessarily. It's just like you're not you, a candidate. I'm, I'm sifting through. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sifting through the applications, and you yeah. are just going to the girly path. Yeah, exactly. But then also the uh, people who have no capacity for girliness. That's also like a nah. Like I need you to be a girl. But again, it's not necessarily an ick per se. Mm-hmm. I, I think I already said this, but I had someone within the past few months, like, come up to me and be like, you are a lot more masculine presenting online and not in person. That's and I'm like, so I funny. am absolutely more feminine in person for sure. Yeah. No one, I mean, I am, I am who I am. I am who I am. No one says that to you. No one says that to me. Nick, you're a lot more masculine in person. No one comments on me either way. I think people don't know what to make of me. <laughs> Just Nick. <laughs> I don't no know. No one comments on me. <laughs> No one remarks on my my gender presentation. <laughs> no, the only feedback you got was from our friend Angela, who was like, the first time I met you, I thought you were a, a punk, punk ass, ass bitch. bitch. It's because I say mean. I think it's because people think I'm mean. You come off as uh, intimidating, I believe, at first. At first. It's just funny, because I mm-hmm. don't feel that way. Yeah. Anyway, any other icks? Any other big things that are like a big no? Big deal breaker? The Tales of Disney thing is just the biggest one because I need you to not have, like, the mentality of, like, a high schooler. That's my biggest thing. I don't need, um... Yeah. A late bloomer gay. Like, you came out in your 20s? Mm, yeah. Because then... People who are, like, still nervous or, like, still holding on to some, like, gay, like, lagging, shame in a way. Lagging behind in the gay experience, I don't have time to play catch-up. Or it's like... Yes. I get it. It might have been your circumstances, but I'm already at this point with... Gayhood. Yeah. I need people to like not be like still in the training wheels phase. I need someone to hate gay people with me. Not like yes. we matter. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you who thinks gay people matter. I'm really not into Or like pride is so important. Like, 
you can be a sissy or you can be super tough and mask or whatever Mm -hmm. but if you're lgbt we are not fucking like the guy that i'm with right now he was like i went to the pride parade once never never again again. and i'm like that's exactly what i need right Mm -hmm. that is what i thought yeah pride pride's coming up what are you gonna do not go not acknowledge actually leave the city (laughs) (laughs) not i don't want to even be near i don't want to see any of it we are going to be leaving the city we're going to be out of the out of the chicago for all of pride we have so much stacked for us these next actual few weeks that's why i've been such a hermit for may because i have to uh, count my my coins i want to have a job yeah and i'm going to tell them that i will be available mid-july yeah (laughs) (laughs) the earliest start date is the earliest possible day thank you (laughs) gotta wrap up these freelance projects (laughs) (laughs) this my free i have to work on my freelancing a little bit which is doing this uh, and then getting hammered, hammered. And high. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, what was the question? X. X. I don't have that many. I think if you're just a funny person. Honestly, I really don't. You can't be that much hotter than me. I don't think I'm just... I can't control... I, <laughs> I don't think I can ask for that. <laughs> I just... It's not... I don't... I don't I don't like feeling... Um, I don't know. Also, just like hot buff people are genuinely not attractive to me. No, it's kind of like, it's just, not, I don't feel like I'm dealing like an alien when that kind of thing happens. It's like, we're not from the same universe. Yeah. Cause I need someone who's able to chill, eat like an animal like me. Absolutely. Like if we're going to order something, your ass is not ordering something healthy. Right. I was like, bitch, if I see you get edamame when we're getting Chinese and nothing else, you're Fuck. moving out. You're moving out. Yeah. It's over. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, just someone who's down to do the same things that I am. Yeah. I'm not a huge, like, yeah, I'm just, just like anyone who feels like they're from the same general planet as me. Yeah. It's like, a big deal. Now that I'm looking for like a life term romantic partner, I just am paying more attention to like, well, yeah, how are your habits? Like how, like, yeah. do we mesh well? Can we have a long conversation? it's like that right. kind of shit yeah 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 being too online i don't love either hmm yeah i can see that i'm pretty online but i am but that's what i'm saying you is that only i'm allowed yes 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 yes. i can see that like mm-hmm. my fiance barely uses social media at all which is yeah <laughs> like, like he has his like instagram and like mm-hmm. that's it <laughs> and I like that um, the guy that I'm seeing is just like a TikTok user like me because he isn't really on like insert or like Twitter like that yeah. either. And I'm like, that's refreshing. Isn't like mm-hmm. trolling around the dark. Not trolling. I can't with like a troll. of the internet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe can. that's what it is. Although usually those people don't wind up being as animated in real life as they are online. Which I wouldn't even vibe with them. Yeah. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. All right. Great answer. Yeah. Good. Love it. Um, do we want to do a voicemail? Do you want to do an email? What do we want to do? Mm whatever the next best is let's do another voicemail okay i like to alternate between spoken and written. spoken and written yeah. yeah 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 okay the spoken portion and written portion <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> do you remember when you took your ap spanish exam and you didn't know the question and for the verbal you just sang like La cucaracha <laughs> and i got a four <laughs> You were in the language lab being like, I was in the language lab. La cucaracha, la cucaracha. Oh, fuck. God damn it. I bet you that exam grader was like, God damn it. God damn it. Gotta give him a point. (laughs) Four. (laughs) Oh. Okay. And these are just, some of these are just so long. I have a difficult time being like, do I want to cue this up right now? Thank you, everyone, for sending in an essay. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. (laughs) (sighs) God damn it. Okay, wait. Okay, here we go. Here's a good one. Is it recording? Okay. Um, 
I'm calling about a very serious problem. So, I've, I, I'm a young, sexy, perky little 18-year-old just out here exploring the world. Girl! <laughs> um, <laughs> we got multiple tags in the car. <laughs> and I, I've noticed, and it's something I haven't necessarily seeked out until recently, but like, all the guys I've been chasing are a certain ethnic group, and like, <laughs> first off, I just want to know what, what the term for snow bunny is, but for Jews. <laughs> so, like, out of like the, I would say like half my body count is Jewish, which is so disproportional to like the U.S. average. So I'm just like wondering, like, why am I seeking out Jewish guys, or like? Actually, no, because it was actually, they seek me out first. So what is it about me that Jewish guys like? And what is it about me now that I like about Jewish guys? Because I, <laughs> I just want to know, like, I feel like I'm Dasha from Red Scare. Like, her so one is yeah, that yeah. said, my body count, if you don't count Jewish guys, my body count is like three, which is so true in my case. <laughs> And I'm not even just, I'm not even trying to be like, Dasha, I just like don't know what is wrong with me. Or like, what is right with me? <laughs> Why do the Jews love me? And um, I don't feel particularly bad about asking this question because I know Chris from Thought Topics. I, uh, she Hello. said that she likes Aryan boys and, <laughs> and with Nick being Jewish. I just want to know what it is, what it is about me. <laughs> so nervous bye <laughs> interesting wow there's a lot to unpack there that was spoken like a true 18 year old gay guy <laughs> <laughs> oh boy <sighs> so if you notice that you have like a track record with like a certain type of gay guy <laughs> yeah which i'm sure a lot of gay guys do right yeah <laughs> is that what is that what the question the real question is <laughs> i don't know <laughs> So, okay, so I think that specifically to the Jewish end, mm -hmm. um, I do think that this is something that a lot of people experience, which is that they are drawn to Jews mm -hmm. <laughs> for yeah. whatever reason, which is funny because Jews are like white guys in America functionally. Like, they're not like, I mean, they're a particular white, yeah. breed of white. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dark haired, yeah. kind of uh, serious, big nosed white guys. Like, do you confirm that they're Jewish before you sleep with them? I mean, I think that usually, just like it's like kind of the phenotype. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> You're okay. getting for it. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know what draws you to Jewish people other than, you know, them being chosen and whatnot. But Because that makes sense if it's like, I'm just being approached by this type of guy all the time, so I'm just yeah. going with it. Um, that makes sense. Jewish guys want, um, statistically anyway, not mm -hmm. necessarily later in life, mm -hmm. but Jewish guys tend to want whatever is foreign to them. Um, yeah. I know... Uh, that I know a lot of Jewish guys who like wind up being with like kind of like Latina, yeah, <laughs> Latino type people, mm -hmm. yeah. um, or whatever, just because it's like you know they want whatever they're you know they weren't introduced to in their little bubble communities that they're all in, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's really the only explanation I have for you on that front. But and then what, <laughs> what's, what's the what's the what's the tea on um ethnic profiling when dating mm, i don't know let me talk from personal experience please so do. 
First I of have, all, you'd like to clear up the fact that you don't only like Aryan. I people. don't also. I don't. <laughs> Am if I know who this person is? I feel like it's Alejandro or someone. I feel like that too. I think that too. Yeah, I think that's why he was like, "I'm 18." I'm like, "You know, you're not girl. You're not 18. <laughs> you're not 18. You're fucking 40, bitch." It also makes sense that you're fucking white guys. Like, <laughs> come on, girl. I'm fucking um, white Jews. But for me, like very early on, I noticed that twinks were very into me because of the whole mm. like Latino dad bod thing, mm. and that was something that I just ran with. I was like, "There's always gonna be." a cute twink out there yeah. that is going to really be into like this kind of body and that's okay because yeah if we're just trying to like have fun do whatever cool fine but it just sucks when now like in retrospect i look back and i'm like yes that's my track history but i don't have a type like i don't care like you right. know what i mean it's just someone who i found to be that yeah that pattern i think does sometimes establish itself for whatever reason for whatever reason but yeah i kind of see that but, yeah. i mean i think everybody winds up um kind of filing into a niche anyone mm-hmm. fuckable that is yeah. uh, <laughs> if, yeah. you're, if you're ugly i don't know what to tell you um <laughs> but i think most people wind up discovering that they have a niche of people who tend to be drawn to them yes and like, there's, there's a difference between knowing that and recognizing the pattern yes. and you purposely seeking only one thing right because i do think that basically anyone is capable of breaking a type mm-hmm. but like anything when you get used to the same kind of dynamic over and over it can be a little bit intimidating to break that pattern because you kind of know what to expect yes you've met one twink you've met them all yes right. and um mm-hmm. you know i think when you get used to that sort of like i know my role mm-hmm. when i'm with this kind of person right right it's like kind of it's scary to not uh, have a game plan for interacting with a new sort of breed mm-hmm yep that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've been kind of all over the board my whole life. Like, I don't mm-hmm. have, like, I really, I'm, I draw, I draw nerds. I draw Do you know what I thought freaks of? and weirdos. <laughs> I thought of the other day so randomly. What? The story that you told us in college when you went over to this guy's house and you accidentally punched the drywall out of his mm-hmm. wall and mm-hmm. you had to run out of his house. Yes. I don't know why I was like, no, you know what it was? I forgot that oh my god i forgot about that too yeah there, what it was was that he had his apartment was like really old <laughs> and i went into his bathroom to go wash my hands and he had this like <coughs> joking, I'm, joking. I'm joking you had no idea i was trying to say donut over text Do- donut you're like what i was like what the fuck is a donut a donut <laughs> you mean a donut <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do you want a dona? Yeah. Like, like, excuse me? I was like, is this voice to text? <laughs> voice to text! <laughs> me voice I was to like, text. I'm assuming that means donut and yes. <laughs> and yes? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go wash my hands at this guy's house and I, I, he had pump soap, but it was on like one of those dish <laughs> soap trays. It like so I, went, yeah. <laughs> so I went to go pump the soap out and the whole tray <laughs> fell out with like, I'm not kidding. The piece of the wall. It was like a foot around... <laughs> And it clattered under the floor, and he was like, "Is everything okay? What happened?" And I left. <laughs> Is everything okay? Yeah. Um, um, hold on. We, I left, and then we did not have sex again. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that was like one of the last times you saw him. Yeah, it was. I think it may have been the last. That's crazy. Uh-huh. That's so crazy. Yep. What a time. What a time. What a time in you your life. You destroy someone's apartment and then leave. Yeah, someone that you were regularly seeing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he had my number. <laughs> he knew where I lived. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Good times, good times. Anyway, I wouldn't think about it too much, but yeah. it starts to become an issue when you start seeking out a very specific type of person, because then you have to ask yourself why. Right, why? Yeah. Like, yeah. But familiarity breeds fondness. Uh-huh. So, yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, prior to my fiance, I never dated any Jews. Mm, so. Right. I mean, I don't want to date a Latino, Loki. Not right now. Unless I find a Latino that's like doesn't give yeah. me X. Maybe that's my other X. Yeah. Is, is when you're Latino too, guys tend to be um when you're too similar to me and it feels like I'm looking at a funhouse mirror. No. Oh yeah, I hate that. Nope, I can't do that. Mm-mm. Seeing negative traits that I see in myself put in another person. Like if a Sam Smith lookalike was like, hey, like oh, right, <laughs> I'd be horrified. <laughs> horrified. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, get the fuck get away from away me. From me. Yeah. <laughs> or we yeah. always talk about the type of like the like a Latino faggot that goes into nursing that says mamas. It's like that. Oh my god, like, yeah. That run, I can't, run for the hills. Can't fucking do. Absolutely. <laughs> fucking no way, dude. Yeah. Um yeah, but words of the wise, Jewish guys do eventually get pressured by their family to marry another Jewish person. So mm. unless you're ready to convert, I would keep it pushing. <laughs> That's my only advice yeah. to you. You better convert, girl. You better convert. Get ready. Get Ew. start reading up on the Jewish literature. <laughs> on the literature. The literature. Anyway, moving on. Nice. Let's do an email. We kind of pre-screened this one. And I think this is so touching. Oh, yes. Hi, Nick and Chris. I'm pushing 40 and came out of the closet like nine months ago. It's embarrassing because it took me so long, especially since no one even cared and everyone was extremely supportive. They just assumed I was gay at this point because I never married. <laughs> I want you to know that listening to your pod helped me finally come out. I thought that Grindr was representative of gays until you two said it wasn't. So I started going to gay bars and thank God it turns out you guys were right. And by the next week I was out. I made a lot of gay friends so far and I've been on a few dates, but no luck yet with the relationship. What advice can you give to an old fag like me in regards to finding someone? I just want someone to, I just want to find someone and be done with it. (laughs) (laughs) And then he sent us a selfie and it's really cute. I love this. Hey, thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad we were able to help you with that part of your life. This is a very precious photo. Yeah, I love Love it. Love it. And yeah, I'm glad that this is, this is really the dream of the show. I feel is Mm -hmm. that, um, I think a lot of people out there truly, truly, truly have mm-hmm. never interacted with an, with a gay person who's not online. Yeah, or like Grinder. Like, yeah. you know that that's the place to go to see a lot of gay people, but like if that's your only right yeah. window into it, it's like, yeah. Right. But that's not representative of people. Mm-mm. Especially, I think a lot of people have wisened up more, I think, these days. Yeah. Certainly more than when we first started. Yes, absolutely. And have like kind of been like, I'm not doing this with you people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just love that our I'm podcast is like it. hashtag not all gay guys. I know. I love being the not all gay guys show. Not all gay guys show. Because <laughs> it is true. It's like that's why we made the show. Because there were certain things that were just so frustrating. Like, are we the only ones? But yeah, well, that was like the big question of the whole thing is that I like, I know both of us felt crazy mm-hmm. being like, how, why is it that every single gay guy I know is the most evil fag on the planet? <laughs> yeah. And I've, ne- <laughs> and I've never yeah. met a normal gay person in my life. Yeah. And then you know, once you start, you know, putting the feelers out, they're out there. They're just, you know, they also, they, they don't have the tools to um, make it happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So listen, I'm glad that you've made it out of the, um, the jungle of, <laughs> of, yeah, coming of out. grinder and whatever and mm-hmm. the whole thing. And I'm glad that you're, out and happy and you have gay friends it's always a good place to start yeah and now you're on the other side being like what do yeah. i do to date like how right. do I lock it's only it down? been nine months mm-hmm. um i assume you haven't fucked all your friends yet that's gonna happen <laughs> all your gay friends <laughs> all your gay friends i was like before before you start fi- you know focusing on getting married or anything why don't we start with the friend circle, <laughs> <laughs> start with the friend circle. um but i have i know the feeling of wanting to lock it down once you're kind of like ready for it mm-hmm. especially being older too it's like i get it um yeah just keep doing you Keep doing you, girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And keep following your your gut and following your instincts because I do think um, 
oftentimes when your back is against the wall and you feel like everyone else is pairing off or mm-hmm. you feel like other people are getting sort of like romantic opportunities that you're not getting, mm-hmm. it can be very easy to want to go back to, um, you know, the evil well of, you know, gay yeah. behavior. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's no way to live. And mm-hmm. I think also knowing how much more satisfying it is to have a connection with a gay person who doesn't make you feel psychotic Mm -hmm. is worth the wait. Yes. Like when you find the right person, it's like you will be like best friends and like lovers with that person. A hundred percent. I also do think that like once people cross a certain age threshold and like start going to the gay bars and stuff, Mm -hmm. I do think that like love among people that age happens a lot. Yeah, I mean, like, like you can imagine how many more you can imagine how many more single guys are around your age being like, yeah, yeah I want to settle down too. Like, Absolutely. it's about time. Yeah. yeah, you're you're already in a place where the priorities of other gay men your age are shifting to a similar place. Because mm-hmm. yeah. no one wants to be alone. No one wants to die alone. Nothing. Right. You're about to die. You're like thirty. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I'm already thinking about that. And I'm, I, I feel like I'm now. 25. Like, I'm ready to get married. Like shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm betrothed. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's um. I think uh, keeping the long game in mind, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yes. And just keep continuing to put yourself in places with like-minded individuals and not torturing yourself with people who you know do not have the same kind of worldview that you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. And eventually they'll come along. And, like, go out of town and, like, go to other gay bars. Oh, yeah, just, like, experience a little bit more. But, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And don't shit where you eat. Nope. Too much and <laughs> too much. <laughs> Just try not to create a mess of your um your social situation because it can get certainly messy quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. but you know if there's one thing that gay guys know how to get over, it's um awkward sexual mistakes. Yeah. So. I wouldn't worry too hard. It's very difficult to fuck up. Yeah. And I think just keep on trucking. It's only been nine months. I mean, the you're, the child of your life has barely been born. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It has only just, you know, entered the world. So yeah, there's really no, no time limit on love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My advice is just keep doing you. Be true to yourself. Find yeah. people with similar interests as you. Cause that's what you're going to really want in like a life partner. Yeah. And um, don't let anyone tell you that you're doing it wrong. Like just, keep doing it yeah mm-hmm. keep your heart open keep your heart open remain yes. open to the possibility of Abs- love absolutely <laughs> absolutely <And> boy do i <laughs> <laughs> my heart is gaping 100 <laughs> percent. yeah my heart is gaping my heart's fully dilated <laughs> <laughs> and just gushing my heart is fully dilated <laughs> <laughs> you put three cocks in there right yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> three cocks in my heart. In my heart, <laughs> carry it with me everywhere I go. Yeah. <laughs> I brought a cock in my bag. Yeah, I got a cock right here in my bag. Actually, now that you ask. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do a voicemail. Let's do it. I'm gonna pick this one because it's from an international number. Ooh, work. Yeah. All right, let's go across <laughs> the pond. Yeah. Shall we? Yeah. Here we go. Hi, Chris. Hi, Nick. This is... Ad- oh, wait, hold on. You should probably bleep that. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> um, I wanted nope. to call and ask you kind of like just a stupid question, you know. Um, so I have been struggling a lot recently with like trying to find joy in my life. And I'm not like here to say like my job 
like socks I hate my life da, 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 da. like I have like what I'm supposed to have like I have a loving relationship I have a decent job like I have all these things but I feel like I'm still kind of like missing something in that sense it's like I can if I don't think about it it's kind of like what am I living for? Do you know what I mean? Like, my job's okay, but I'm missing, like, kind of the creativity portion. Like, my life is fine. Like, I have what I'm supposed to have, but I feel like I'm missing that spark, in a sense. And maybe it's because I don't have a creative outlet. Maybe it's, like, not, um, maybe it's something else. Or maybe it's that I'm just not, you know, taking, you know, I'm not being grateful for, like, what I have. And I know, like, maybe it's the small thing that matters. I don't know. I want to hear your guys' honest opinion because I feel like every time I open my TikTok or whatever, I get the algorithm that says, oh, like, you need to be grateful and you need to, like, think about the small things and, like, treat yourself with this kind of stuff. And, like, yeah, okay, but I want to, like, I want you guys to give it to me straight. Oh, I will. Um, or gay, but whatever. <laughs> give me your honest answers. Like, how do you find joy in your life? Do you find joy? Do you struggle? Do you have a creative outlet? Like, how do you, you know, feel satisfied? So looking forward to hear what you girlies have to say love the pod keep doing what you're doing and we'll catch you on the flip side bye so bye. sweet bye, catch girl. You on the oh good question too love it um in all honesty if we didn't have this podcast i always thought about what i would be doing mm-hmm. because this is a lot of our free time we've been doing it for years now yeah and i love having this outlet sometimes i just will think i'll like sit on things and mm-hmm. wait until we get to meet up and yeah. like talk in front of a mic and it's really nice i don't know yeah um i sympathize with this question as a joy chaser <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be chasing that I'd joy, be chasing that joy yeah. to no end um yeah i mean i think it's an inherent part of human nature to strive for more and to not be content with what you have yes i think it's a total like hippy dippy like granola crock to be like appreciate the small things because like no one appreciates them because they're small. Like, why would you appreciate Tiny. something small? Right. And I just think, like, <laughs> not to be annoying. But <laughs> well, like, it's, right. like, it's, I mean, there, there are certain things in life that are, in essence, a given. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not. I mean, like, you could be homeless and, uh, you know, unloved right. and whatever. You know, fine. Great. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you're not. And, right. you know, by all cultural measures, those mm-hmm. things are kind of baseline stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, what's the sugar on top? Or like, what's the top of Maslow's pyramid? Yes. And, you mm-hmm. know, that kind of thing, I think, is the most elusive part of anyone's life. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree that if I didn't have this show... What would be my thing? Like, my creative outlet? I don't know what I would really be doing. I mean, I had this kind of conversation with myself recently about, like, when I was considering like figuring out the next step of like career stuff for me, mm-hmm. um, I went to school to write. I have written as a freelancer for however long. Mm-hmm. And it's been like intermittently like, yay, like I have a thing or like whatever. But like, yeah, I kept torturing myself with being like, oh, I don't have like a job in writing though. Like I'm not a writer. Like I don't have a job at a magazine. I don't have a job at whatever. So like, that means what I'm doing isn't real mm-hmm. and it's not legitimized and I haven't like fulfilled whatever potential I need to be fulfilling and I'm not where I need to be mm-hmm. or whatever it is. <clears throat> but then as I thought about it more and the more experience that I got in this kind of thing outside of like freelancing contract kind of stuff or within that, I mean, yeah. Um, the more I realized that the kind of shit that I felt good about writing and the kind of shit I felt good about making 
was not something people felt good publishing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs> or it was not something that was uh, well-liked among certain <laughs> circles. Yeah. And it, or it certainly wouldn't be um, something I could continue to do unedited yeah. and with impunity and not have someone be like micromanaging it and workshopping it mm-hmm. to the point of where I realized I was like, if I this was my job mm-hmm. and I had to make so many compromises on what I want to do as like my joy thing... It would completely suck the joy it out would of like, suck your all the joy out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for a long time, I was like, oh, I feel like such a fucking loser that I like only put. Mm-hmm. I'm like a freelance writer sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I have this podcast that like people care about, but they like don't really care about it. And, like there's not <laughs> that that many people like who listen to it. Yeah, um, and it's like I think everyone has a tendency to like minimize their mm-hmm. accomplishments in a way, or like things that they've made for themselves. Yeah, and it's kind of like you do have to like rewire your brain in a way of being like, you really do. What, like what have I done that other people truly like haven't done? Yeah. And how, couldn't do. How far have I gotten compared to just in general, yeah. like everyone else. And sometimes you can appreciate that to be like, I worked really hard and like yeah. I've gotten to this point in my life at 25. Yeah. And sometimes you just have to take a second to look and be like, that's my moment of appreciation, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So that, in in terms of appreciating the small things part of this conversation... Just take a second to look where you're at. It's not about being like, I have such a humble life and I'm so happy. And blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's not about that. It's literally just about being like, like, no, like, dunk on these bitches. Like, yeah, there's a lot right. of situations where it's like, no, like, as much as anyone, like, sh- like sh- people would want to shit talk you and, like, take certain things away from you. Like, people all, mm-hmm. like, whenever people are mean to me on Twitter, they're always like, <laughs> oh, you have a podcast that six people care about. And I'm like, you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's like, that's not true. Right. And I know that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you have to, like, rewire your brain to be like, no, like, I have a lot of shit that people would be really, really, like, they would kill for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, talk yeah. about, like, the relationship things. People lose so much sleep at night. Yeah. And toss and tear their hair out, bang their head into the wall, freak the fuck out, <laughs> plead with God yeah. about the fact that they don't have a boyfriend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. And if you do have that, or if you do have a job that makes you feel like, okay, like, money is not a worry for me because I have a great job. Yes. A lot of people out there are at fucking Burger King. Right. So. Right. In those ways, it's like, I don't, I try not to think about it as like a, mm-hmm. I gotta count my blessings. But it's like a fleeting moment where it's like, count your blessings, sure, but that sh- you shouldn't dwell on it because you, like, the individual person can achieve so much and you can spend the rest of your life working super hard and keep climbing. Yeah. You can, anyone can. Sure. It's up to you to find that middle ground. Like, if you really want to seek joy or something, go find something that brings you joy or like, yeah. go do whatever you or need to do. Or just start thinking about it in a way, being like, yeah, fuck you, I do have this. Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> or like, you have to like go you out know? and find that joy if you still feel like you're missing yeah. something. You know what I mean? I feel like the joy thing is like a different conversation almost because I don't I don't know what sort of creative things you do. That's why I like, get that context from this question, but... Like, going and finding it, it's like, I don't know either. I mean, I just think it's... it's, it's um, I think it's really hard when you're also like of a certain age, like when you're a, mm. like supposed to be an adult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Things that bring you joy and like childlike glee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, are, are very, very hard to come by. Mm-hmm. And I think the list of things that bring you joy as a grown up who, you know, has had all the, the glee and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. light beaten out of them by the world. Um, <laughs> yeah, true. Very, very true. Um, it's harder to find a source of that. But like for me, it's kind of all about like, 
maximizing the downtime that I do have to be like, I want to be with my friends and with my fiance and with my family as Mm -hmm. much as fucking possible when I'm not doing this stupid shit that I have to do. Mm -hmm. I need to make sure that every fucking free moment is maximized and I get to cash in on this thing that is the most important thing in my life, which is like being around the people that I love. Yeah, I was going to say my version of that, like what really does bring me joy is being around my friends or the reason why I miss having a full-time job right now is because I really did miss the lead-up of Friday. Yes. And being like, now that entire week was worth it. Right. Because I get to... Cut loose sh- with get the dolls. so strung out. Yeah. Right? Like, get cut loose <laughs> with the dolls. And yeah. then you reset on Monday. And totally. that's what you just have to do when you get to a certain age, right? Yeah. But it's just finding those moments of joy and being like, I can still get yeah. those moments. But I do think, yeah, like, having something for you, mm-hmm. if you are someone who has um, some sort of creative drive or creative impulse or whatever yeah i think is also important and i think that's why this podcast (laughs) has been so important to me yeah and my like projects of like writing that i do are Mm -hmm. important to me yeah and like just having another thing that's like work doesn't get to touch it yes my really no no one else like mm-hmm. uh, other obligations that i have outside of work don't get to touch it it's like yeah. its own thing yes i agree mm-hmm. and it doesn't always have to be a joyful experience i hate writing right <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah like all this shit, the time that i pour into like you know writing all the kinds of shit that i do is like mm-hmm. it's it's a grueling process but it's almost like it's its own island yes of mm-hmm. shit that like no one gets to fuck with yeah that it's like sense. A, yeah it's like establishing what would bring you joy and if you don't know it yet going out and finding it because right. for me it's just about the balance like that's what really brings me joy it's like the work what do i like to do play video games read do whatever period hang out with the girls go to my job period to me that brings me joy is having that full balance and me feeling like i have a fully cohesive life i my dog agree completely with that because you know what i said a couple months ago i said you know what's missing in my life what would bring me joy a dog Right. And I went out and got it, and I said, holy shit, this dog brings me so much joy. Yeah. Fucking worth. I think it's just knowing that you can go do it. (laughs) And pushing yourself to do it. Okay, okay, okay. That was a great one. That was a good one. I like that. (laughs) I'm, like, already screening these other questions to make (laughs) sure that I'm missing anything. Okie dokie. Do I have time Uh, to go pee one more time when you're screening? Okay, work. Yeah, go. Okay. Okay, now we are. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that if you shake him, you get him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that voice. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Yeah. He's pissed. He He's genuinely sounds like that. Whoa. <laughs> Is it that serious? <laughs> Holy fuck. Oh, he's purring. <laughs> Can you fuck up? Whoa. I'm like literally manning the boom mic. Yeah. <laughs> he's like <laughs> above his head. Get the, get the boom on him. Get the boom on him. When you were filming your movie, I remember loving like the boom mic situation. Yeah, holding the boom it's mic. Like, it's in the frame. It's in the frame. <laughs> get the camera out of the frame. <gasps> what oh, is yeah. That? We got this treat launching gun. Are you kidding me? It's a treat launching gun? It looks so futuristic and cool. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Do you remember those toys as kids where they'd be little discs and then you would do it? That's what it reminds it me of. It is like that. <gasps> oh my god. And you just press the button? So you have to load it first. There's like a a safety. <laughs> you shoot it. 
there was like two in there. I love that. That's so sick. Do you know that um, cats can't see directly in front of them? So like if you put like a treat, I think I've talked about this. I think that's how dogs are too, because dogs have the snout and like the far apart. Yeah, exactly. So if you put something like directly in front of them, there's like nothing there. Well, yeah, we can see our nose, but our brain um, erases it. Yeah, what? Mm -hmm. We're always, did you, you knew that. Yeah. You can always see your nose. But our brain, so our brain phases. <laughs> yeah, you can always see your notes. <laughs> I can certainly see mine. Yeah, mine's very much in brain. I was like, my brain doesn't erase my nose. What are you talking about? I, was I always gonna, have to see this schnoz. I was going to ask if that little container is a container of pink pre-rolls. It is. That it, is yes, sick. It is I love pre-rolls. that. They're the um, lazy, blazy Susans, they're called. These? Oh, cute. I mean, I never smoke flour, but. I need to get into flour. People are saying that carts are going to like kill me one day. Yeah, carts are over, honey. Yeah. <laughs> like I would know. <laughs> You're like, yeah, the cart. Yeah, the cart, honey. It's over. <laughs> Apparently, that's what gives people strokes. Yeah. Oh, nice. I'm scared to smoke on the pod. All right, well, I got permission from your husband. Uh, yeah, you do. One hit. One hit will do. That's fine. Maybe it'll open up your, your chakras. That's true. I can't smoke on the pod because I'll start crying. Because you have a heart attack? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my heart will stop. I love whenever you tell people, um, oh no, last time I tried weed, I almost died. I almost people were like, actually, how? And then I, it's true. And then it's true. <laughs> That's what they told my mom at high yeah. school. You were definitely built different. Yeah. I wasn't even <laughs> high that time. You were even were like, he could that. die. <laughs> you were just nervous? Like, girl, I was just nervous. <laughs> me, me dying of nervous. I just went down a flight of stairs. <laughs> yeah. I always think about our stairs at our high school, like the main ones. And uh-huh. the, I'm like, how did I go up and down those? These days, girl, I would be huffing and puffing. <laughs> I was like, how was I not sweating bullets in high school? It's because I was 98 pounds. God, I wish I had a Fitbit in high school so I could really track my, my I know, steps. all the walking. There was so much. There's so much fucking walking. Traversing that campus. We only had five minutes to go from class to class. And we had gym. And gym. I was, I, a, I was a gym leader, if you can believe it. I talked about this um, with someone recently, how we had a Happy by Pharrell. That played, played. In, on loop in the hallways as a fundraiser. And if we raised enough money, they would stop playing it. And between every class period That's throughout the crazy. entire high school, we would hear Happy by Pharrell. And it would get people to donate because we'd all be like, I'm ready to I kill, gonna myself. kill myself. I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to hear this fucking shit ass song one more time. Imagine and they just, knew too. They were like, we'll turn off Happy if you give us your money. I imagine, was like, I'm at a public school. Imagine like failing your honors chem test and it's like, fuck me. And then, because I'm happy I belong if you feel like a room without a roof. Uh, how did I not kill myself <laughs> Well, you were also allowed to have headphones on between class. Oh, since. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was like maybe why I was like fine because I was insulated against the. <laughs> you did always have your over the ear headphones on. My over the ear. I think they're the ones you're currently wearing. I yeah. used to wear those pink ones. To... Yeah. I do remember. You've had these for a minute. Yeah, that's why they're shredded to bits now. How old are these headphones? <laughs> I got them when I was 16. And now you're uh, 36? I'm now 36. <laughs> 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 so that's how many years yeah okay do anyway. the math yeah <laughs> next question <laughs> next question <laughs> okay this is a question from uh a text message cool here we go let's do it here we go how do i get attention from gay guys in public so my girlfriend gets jealous and loves me more that's <laughs> <laughs> a good text <laughs> and then five minutes later he says straight by the way <laughs> <laughs> as if it yeah. wasn't clear yeah what happened to our uh straight friend the last time we brought him to a gay bar 
He was drugged. (laughs) (laughs) Gong gong. (laughs) (laughs) These are their stories. (laughs) Jake's on. (laughs) (laughs) Me interviewing the bartender at Splash. (laughs) Splash. One of your little patrons fucking drugged my straight men's drink. So that's how you should get it to just do what he did, I guess, because someone just wanted to rape did. him. Right. Goddamn. So I, mean, I don't. What's what's your advice? <laughs> <laughs> how do you get a gay guy to notice you? How do you get a gay guy? How do you get attention from gay guys in public? The thing is with gay guys, they'll because you're if you're a true straight guy, gays will know if you're straight. That's true. It doesn't keep them from gawking at you though. It doesn't. But like, would you be with your girlfriend in these situations? Like, is the goal that you? separate from your girlfriend yeah well <laughs> what kind of attention are we talking about here are we just talking about wandering eyes or are you like i want to have a gig i want to fuck me and that's what you're looking for right to, to make her jealous um <laughs> i just gave a thumbs up that it was okay to use butter from the fridge <laughs> that you're gonna have butter for dinner <laughs> are we having butter later yeah girl yeah girl. with me to my husband <laughs> yeah girl, yeah, girl. <laughs> um anyway so things that will get a gay guy to notice you just being a man if you're a straight man you're gonna get fucking gawked at yeah regardless of if you know or not gay guys are already out there ogling you i'm sorry that's just how it is if there's like a pool table a dartboard just do your straight man thing exactly just do straight guy shit dress cute gay guys love that shit i say have your girlfriend dress you have your girlfriend dress you yes 100 percent. you will be more stylish and you will just be hotter Mm mm-hmm yeah straight guys i i said this the other day in a group mm-hmm. chat i think straight guys do not look good until they get a hot girlfriend who tells them what them. to do yes agreed agreed because mm-hmm. otherwise if it was straight guys choice they would just wear fucking they know, wear comfy clothes comfy and slides with socks and fucking you know just garbage their whole life if when they, a, you know when if a they didn't have someone guy, to step in when a straight guy goes out he goes what will be the comfiest thing for me to wear yeah See, that's not a factor for me. That's not a factor, no. <laughs> that's not something that comes into my brain. It's cute over comfy. Yeah. Exactly. Cute over comfy. Form over function over... F- no. Form does not follow form function when it comes to my outfit. Function. No. <laughs> Other way around. Yeah. Function does not follow form. Um, I don't know. I mean, but I don't... I, it's a very just non... It's just like, dude, yeah. Gay guys would fuck anything in a backwards hat. Like, there's no... I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, but there's just... There's really not a, a set of like specific rules that you need to follow to like get a gay guy i mean just be like us be at least a six and you know look like you play sports yeah and if your true intention is to like get the eyes of gay guys or like to make your girlfriend jealous then yeah just go up to one and be like hey right exactly want to see me throw a dart (laughs) (laughs) want to see me throw a dart and of course they'd be like yeah yeah just start doing some johnny knoxville shit gay guys love that gay guys love it yeah (laughs) <laughs> you guys won't know what to do yeah exactly like, all gay guys will be completely paralyzed by you even yeah. talking to them or like looking at them at all so yeah yeah there's your answer not me though not me <laughs> couldn't be me they just turn away yeah i'm actually yeah. totally paralyzed by interacting with other gay men yeah that's true <laughs> and not because i think they're hot but because i'm scared of them <laughs> scared <Yeah. laughs> so that's my only advice to you yeah um i do question your motives i guess right so my girlfriend gets jealous and loves me more straight straight by the way straight by the way i think gay guys are probably the wrong avenue you should probably get more (laughs) girls to like you right it's like why do you want to get gay guys (laughs) it's like that your girlfriend is just gonna like wind up like bringing all these faggots who want to fuck you around right yeah (laughs) oh my god like it's so my boyfriend's so good with gay guys it's like (laughs) so good with gay guys 
<laughs> girls do think that that is just true, yeah. something that girls have on their mind they're like it's like you know my boyfriend's really good with dogs and really good with gay guys yeah that is true mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's a virtue to some women it is yeah if you're gonna be with a woman you're gonna be around gays you're gonna be around gays i'm <laughs> sorry oh sorry to tell We're you like birds on a hippo's back <laughs> <laughs> For every girl hippo, there is a gay is bird. Ten gay birds. Ten little gay birds picking <laughs> yeah. picking the nits off her back. That is true. <laughs> so why don't you worry about vibing with your your girl gay friends? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so just get, get there, you know. Yeah. But before you know it, I would I again I'd be careful playing with fire because before you know it, you're gonna get a little bit contact gay. Yeah. Before this you know is, it, you're gonna have your cock sucking hat on. Right. You're gonna have your cock sucking hat on. <laughs> gay guys are gonna try and get you to wear white Converse. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Or Chelsea boot cut for bit. Chelsea boot cut. Yeah. Yeah. And before you know, you're going to be like work and slay about stuff, and it's going to yeah. start as a joke, and then it's not going to be a joke anymore. And, and your then boyfriend's going to dress think you. you are gay. Yeah. This happens to many people in our social circle. Yep. They're like, wait yep. a minute, I thought that so and so was gay, and they're like, no, we just no, hang out with all these faggots out. all the time. Yep. 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 It's an infective, an, an infectious, um, you know, kind of vocabulary and yep. kind of attitude. Wait, they're not gay. <sighs> No. <sighs> no. No. Fortunately, no. They are not. No. They're not. Just act like it. <laughs> they just act like total fags. Total fags. <laughs> <laughs> like on purpose because it's funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, we could do like one more voicemail. Sure. I'm down. Okay, great. Let's take a look. See. A voicemail. I just feel like all, 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 it's just so funny because like every single question is like, how do I get a boyfriend? I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like you're asking me <laughs> girl. girl. <laughs> you're asking the wrong, wrong hoe queen. Wrong. <laughs> wrong <hoe. laughs> um, okay. This is a short one. We'll do this one. All right. Nice. Here we go. Here we go. Hey y'all. Wait. Okay. I didn't really think this through, exactly but I, leave a voicemail. Yeah. I have been out of college for, like, over a year, and I still don't have a job that is real. I worked as a barista. Thank you for your service. During high school and in college, <laughs> and I quit because it was miserable, but I majored in business, and that's not what I'm interested in at all, so how do I make money without hating my life? Yeah. Thanks. Mm. Love you. Bye. Thank you. The classic, got a degree, now fucking what? Right, now what, bitch? Yeah. As someone who also went to school for business and then promptly realized that going to school for business is kind of bullshit. Yeah. Like, it's an I, easy, it's an I easy love degree. that thing that's like, um, business majors be like, my coloring sheet is due at midnight. <laughs> yeah, like, marketing majors be like, I gotta talk to someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is so true. Business school is yeah. really bullshit. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a total crock. It's a it's a money laundering operation for people with of rich parents. Yeah, and also the business industry changes all the fucking time, and what they teach you in school is really old school business uh, yeah. etiquette. So no, Absolutely. it's not great. So it's not really relevant to anybody. No. Um, also, a classic case of going to school and having a gun to your head and having to pick something and picking something that, that you, you don't have like. no interest in pursuing whatsoever. Yep. Or because you're like a people person and personable yeah. business. The good news is mm-hmm. that your major doesn't matter. And it has never mattered. Whenever they told you you should pick something that had some value in your career, mm-hmm. never mattered, didn't matter, they lied. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> you're in a good position in that sense. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. 
um, that doesn't make it any uh, easier to happen yourself into a job that is fulfilling. Yeah. For the record, just as so this makes you feel better, here are the jobs that I worked after graduating college. And this was over the course of possi- maximum two years. Yeah. A library. Mm-hmm. A different library. <laughs> Jimmy John's. Mm-hmm. L.A. Tan, three locations. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a company that um, I had to watch red light camera footage and oh issue tickets. God, I forgot about that. I always forget I about that one. I always forget about it, too, because it was the worst of all of them. And you weren't there long. You like promptly were like, this sucks. Oh, yeah. it was the worst job in history. <laughs> It was, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. It was like slavery. But that's how you got into podcasts. It was how I got into, that's how I started listening to Red Scare. Everything happens for a reason, girl. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Had that not been my job, who knows if I would be, you know, an extraordinary podcaster that I am today. Exactly. Thank you, Red Lights. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What else did I work? I worked at a pizza place. Yeah. All horrible. What is that? What is that? Chip. Oh, chocolate? Yeah, you Chip. can use them. Chip in a bag. Chip in a bag. <laughs> yeah. um, all terrible. Mm-hmm. None of them learning experiences. Every last one made me want to kill myself. Yeah. Learned nothing, took nothing <laughs> other than my <laughs> sub-minimum wage wages. Yeah. Learn how to tan yourself. Learn how to tan. I learned how to guess. That's true. Which is a life. Did learn how to tan. Yeah. Memorized the entire Jimmy John's menu. Still mm-hmm. know it. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Me with noodles and company. Mm-hmm. I know everything mm-hmm. on the menu. All the ingredients. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to be honest, even the job that I had up until tomorrow yeah not a job that i particularly feel was relevant in any mm-hmm. way yeah um you know it was in skincare <laughs> and like beauty retail basically yeah so um totally understand where you're coming from mm-hmm. i would my greatest lesson to you and this is a lesson that i have told myself i should learn and have not yet learned <laughs> but other people seem to tell me that this is what i should do so i'm going to impart the same advice to you Put out any n- notion you have in your head of where you're supposed to be and things that you're already supposed to have because you're a certain age or because you're a certain whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, getting rid of literally any marker of success or of uh, aptitude or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just throwing it all out the window and just being like, <clears throat> look around, assess most of the people around you. Most people in my life who are my age or even a little older than me Mm-hmm. Even fairly significantly older than me. Yep. Do not have their shit together at all. Yep. And <laughs> there's like no timeline for that. No timeline for it at all. Like once you get rid of like the idea of certain milestones being present in your life, like I should have this at this point. I should be right. at this point in my life. Yeah, throw it out the window. Throw it out the window. It's not serving you. Understand that there isn't a rule book. You can restart essentially at any point. Mm-hmm. And people do. People do. And um, it doesn't come back to bite them. And it's really, it's not like a... A life destroyer to be like, I hate the field I'm in, so I'm starting over. Once you realize you can do that, like, you could really do whatever you want. Like, my mom's friend was a teacher for, I think, like, 30 years, decided to be a lawyer, Mm -hmm. went back to school, like, in her 50s and 60s to be a lawyer, and just did it. Right. And was able to do that. Because why not? My sister's friend who worked in corporate for five years, hated it, quit her job to work at a flower shop. She says she never regrets that decision. Absolutely. Just really follow your gut and your heart, especially when it comes to your job, The best is just around the corner, wherever you go. just around the corner. Stick to your guns. Yeah. I made a pretty significant career decision recently, and I just started on this new job. I don't even know if it's going to be the right thing for me. But it's a good jump. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you just have to, like, turn your brain off and take the leap. And like we said earlier in this episode, there is no control 
that you have over your career? Nope. Any nope. illusion of control or direction that you think you have in terms of your work, in terms of your career, you actually don't have any that at all. And right. any job you ever get is something you're going to fall into by accident. Mm-hmm. Um, when you feel the need to leave, it's going to be something totally involuntary and you're just going to leave because you feel biologically that you have to. And um, yeah, I would just say turn your brain off and just let the chips fall where they may. Absolutely. I was like, my most recent job, I was like, I could be here forever. Absolutely. And then? And then, oh, we're laying off half you guys. <laughs> and I'm like, well, well, it's not in your hands sometimes. No, you, you it could really be isn't. at your happiest, but it's just not in your hands sometimes. You have to pick up the pieces and keep yeah. going. And my biggest thing is whether it's good or bad, it's still an experience. Mm. You could still learn from it. Mm. And at the bare minimum, you could at least cross it off your list of mm. things that you know for sure that you don't want to do in the future. 100%. Yep. 100%. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, what I did with project management. I said, nope, not for me. Goodbye. Not doing that, girl. Goodbye. And it's scary, but yeah, but I yeah, I just think um, any plans you have for yourself in that department, Mm-mm. get rid of them. Yeah, get nope. rid of them. Go with the flow. Go with the flow. Go where the money's at. And Go stick where to your it feels guns. good. If you already know that you're not going to like anything in the business school, then don't push yourself to get a job in a business. Just, just because, because you feel like the degree is going to give you a leg up. No one gives a fuck. Do. Yeah, follow your gut, follow your heart with what you really want to do that'll make you happy. If yeah. you want money, look for those high-paying jobs. If you just want to be happy and have a good quality of life, then find a maybe lower-paying job yeah. that has great flexibility. The only reason anyone cares about a college degree is because it proves that you are capable of basic time management and that you come from a good family. Yep. That's really all that it is. Is that yep. <laughs> It's literally just a measure of being like, this person has a functional enough lifestyle mm-hmm. that they got to go to college and they finished. Yep, yep. And they're of a certain social class, actually, is really what it is. Right, exactly. Is that we don't want to hire, like, you know, Becky Two Teeth from fucking, you know, the the backwoods. Because you ever notice when job postings just say, bachelor's degree? They don't give a, they don't fuck, give a fuck what it's in. So it could why? be in petting, petting, petting and feeding ducks. Animals. Veterinarian. Right. Got my bachelor's, though. Right. Come it's on. so obvious. Very obvious. So Yeah. Doesn't matter. It's so a social the, yeah. signifier. It's a class signifier. If they don't care, you shouldn't care. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. you know, throw caution to the wind. Yeah. And have a good time. Be confident in your skills and abilities. 100%. What can I do while at? Period. Mm-hmm. And just follow that. Yeah. Nice. Boom. Done. Bah. Well, we're coming up on two hours here. Hell yeah. Do we Let's want go. to do one last email? I'll do an email. Mm-hmm. Let's okay. do it. Okay, great. Here we go. An email. You have email. Here we go. How many email notifications do you have on your phone, by the way? Oh, let's check. But your mine's higher. I'm sure that yours is higher. I actually like comb through mine pretty regularly. I have, I have 193. I have 15,853. Fuck you. <laughs> Are you joking? The bottom one. That's crazy. Why don't, don't you get rid of any of them? I don't know what it picks up on. Because <laughs> I'm like, is that my spam too, probably? No, it doesn't count your spam. It's only your inbox. <laughs> Who are they from? <laughs> Who are they from? I read all of them. My mailbox is overflowing. <laughs> 15,000 emails. That's crazy. <laughs> I is it like ads and shit? I mean, like with Indeed, sometimes Indeed will be like, here's a job you might like. Here's a job you might oh, like. Yeah, like, and I just knows. sometimes won't open those. But right. Well, because you'll get like nine in a row and they're all like a total you know, piece of shit. And I've had that email since I was like 13. I've I've been getting text messages from Indeed. Never remember. Don't remember signing up for this at all. Because sometimes it'll be like this job you might like too. Oh, I'm like, why are you texting is? me? They're always like now hiring janitor. <laughs> it's not Indeed. 
<laughs> it's you. <laughs> it's my backup phone. I'm like, hey, girl. you're a burner. <laughs> yeah, I'm just harassing you. Look, just they're hiring for a line cook. Trying to see if I'll show up. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> Janitor. <laughs> Oh, oh fuck god damn yeah all right here we go last email let's fucking do it from a friend Ooh. it's kind of a long one but okay. i think we will do it we gotta buckle up for at least we one long, long one yeah we'll do one long one here all right all right mm-hmm. <clears throat> hey sisters honey the boots down tongue pop <laughs> <laughs> a lot has changed in my life lately i'm working as a science high school teacher full-time and it's been a ride but that's not what I want to talk about. You see, I also have a boyfriend. He is 46. I'm 34. We've known each other for over a decade now. He's the first man I had sex with at 22 and my first boyfriend too. We lasted for three years when we started, then we broke up and then we got back together. And then we broke up again a few years later and this time for a while, like a few years apart. And I thought that was it. My life happened. I had sex here and there during that time, got it out of my system, so to speak. I tried having boyfriends, fell in love with my best friend yet again, you know, all the classics, but it didn't work. (laughs) Before the pandemic hit, I was in a bit of a low place. The pandemic made it all the way worse, and I decided to reach out to him. I missed him. Uh, He's so loyal to me, even when I don't deserve it. We got back together like like the previous few years. Can't really make sense of this. I'm deeply attached to him. He's like my family. Can't imagine my life without him. Want to marry him. But here's the problem. My boyfriend I've known for over 12 years, whom I want to marry, is a total slacker. He is very educated like myself. We studied at the same university, the best university in Chile. He studied anthropology, and I studied biochemistry. Neither of us finished our thesis. I dropped it and used my grad degree to get the equivalent of a teaching license, while he just kind of never really had a career. He works some odd jobs now, mostly in an NGO that deals with urban gardens and community orchards. That sounds like a job. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like more of a job than sounds I have. Like, yeah, what the fuck? Are you hiring? <laughs> Y'all hiring? Yeah, in Chile? <laughs> I'll move to Chile to be an urban gardener. Yes, we'll relocate. Yeah, I'll be one of the trees. It's, it's actually pretty cool, and he's great at it, but he lacks the ambitious and assertiveness to get in there and be more than just a part-time worker at fucking 46. I'm a bit of a burned out slacker too. I wanted to do a doctorate in science and here I am teaching high school at 34, but I have ambition and I want more from life. But he has such a fear of confronting his own darkness or any problem we could have as a couple. I know something is bothering him, but he just doesn't communicate. It scares me we really won't be living to our own potential or mine anyways if we stay together. I don't want to leave him now, but I, th- I think I'm in a quote, can I fix him situation. Mm-hmm. It feels odd to ask you guys since you're 10 years younger from the US and retarded. But I... <laughs> But I feel like you can help me. What to do? <laughs> I'm the U.S. younger, and most of all, retarded. retarded. <laughs> you know what? We're actually the perfect people to solve this. I agree. Problem. Um, initial initial P.S. Please collect any write, correct any writing mistakes. English is not my first language. Oh my god, girl, I think you're you fine. did a great job. That was so very legible. Written better than many gay people in the U.S. Absolutely. There's a, speaking of retarded people in America, <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea the amount of American people who sent in questions that I fully could not make sense of. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, so don't we worry. You're yeah. Do- yeah, a doctor in Chile is worth a couple retards over here. So, and this is a really good layered situation that we can really parse through. Hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. What are your a lot of meat on these bones? <laughs> Lots of meat on a lot of potatoes. Yeah, meat and potatoes, girl. Yeah, these are big potatoes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Initial reactions, initial impressions. Yes. Um, do you want to go first? I don't care. Do you have a? Do you have a take? Hmm. The part that stuck out to me was you caring about that other person's like success and their like career path Mm. because i feel like when it comes to a significant other 
even if they were working a part-time job like forever if they genuinely were like that's what makes me happy and i don't want to pursue something yeah better than that then fine but i just kept thinking about that i was like hmm yeah i don't think i've ever worried about that when it came to like a lover or something like that you know what i mean i think my priorities right now are different because i am the age i am Yes. And no one in my entire life is making <laughs> good money. Yeah. That looks beautiful. My fiance just came in with a full banana bread. Is that a ban- Oh, that looks so fucking sick. Currently uncooked, but it will be that beautiful, looks I can tell. Sickening. Sickening. You're such no? a chef. Holy shit. Chef it up. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> full banana bread in a skillet. Like, that's going to be so Skillet good. banana bread work. <laughs> The worst part is I know it's not for me. It's for his coworkers. Oh, but that's going to shoot myself yeah, and but fucking blow my brain. <laughs> your whole apartment's going to smell like banana bread. banana bread. You I can know. have any. Um, fuck. But I get that. Okay, yeah, when you yeah, become yeah. older, it's like your priorities change. You well, because don't... other people start to get more money. Yes. People's lifestyles change. People like have kids. People buy houses. People do whatever the fuck. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think uh, in a lot of ways, I think the 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 desire to move up in the world becomes more of a mm-hmm. an urgent drive. Like when I get married and like what I want, like in the long term, I guess would be a partner that's at least in around the same financial bracket as me. Yeah. So that you're not in a situation where you feel like you're quote unquote, like taking care of the other. Yeah. I get how that could be an issue later on. Totally. Yeah, like if you're trying to build a future, it's like, I don't want to be the only one putting in the work to actually build it. You know? Yeah. No, truly. It's the classic Miranda and Steve situation from sex in the city. Ah, yes. <laughs> 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 where you know a high-powered dikey lawyer dates a <laughs> kind of a working class bartender yeah mm-hmm. you know um I it's, see that. it's a complicated relationship dynamic that right yeah. there but i mean it doesn't but sound like he's like work? i mean your your boyfriend is not um like he's doesn't like work at fucking mcdonald's i mean it's he's like an urban thing. planner yeah so like i don't think that there's uh it's a situation where it's like you're dealing with someone who like has no ambition or no vision for themselves i think that you are dealing with someone who is i don't know i mean you know him better than me i guess but like to me i would be like that's a cool job and like probably if you hang out anywhere long enough people will be like yeah i want to move i'm gonna move you up Mm -hmm. and maybe you guys just have different priorities maybe he loves this garden job and doesn't want things to change and you're like well you could be doing more and making more money then like maybe that's just not his priority yeah you know what i mean i also think that um Policing other people's ambitions. Not that that's necessarily what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think trying to kind of graft your vision for your life onto someone else's, I mm-hmm. think, never plays out well. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I also think that it is nice to have someone who may not be like a careerist hustler mm-hmm. to be like, it's, if you had to have like a romantic partner or like a life partner in your corner who like, understood your kind of like desire to like be super ambitious and super like hustling for something more yeah it is in a way kind of nice to someone who's kind of nice to have someone who's like i'm happy with what i have yeah and like i've learned from experience that you really can't make someone into what you want them to be no um the more you push and shove on that front the more that it's just not going to create a good situation so really understand that yeah that you've known this person for so long it's a long time to know someone you should know how they are especially if they were like your best friend you guys dated on and off like you should know how this person is already and you should have enough information to make a decision on if it's going to work or not at this point as an outsider to me my impression is that this is not a big enough reason to end a relationship i don't think so yeah Mm -mm. this is me 
yes yeah. someone who doesn't know the inner workings of it but like or when you feel like you were at your lowest and that is the person that you just wanted to talk to or reach out to and they were there sign. that is a sign too and like they helped uh, when you. things were really really difficult for you and you were like who's the person i'd want to talk to more and like That's who's a, gonna fix yeah. all of this yeah and who did like and you know did like who was loyal to you or who is like your family and stuff like that it's you have to not ignore those things yeah or just really evaluate what is important to you when it comes to this relationship with this person and i think look at your life with him mm-hmm. take stock of it and think to yourself like would i be happier or sadder if this went away yeah if you you're gonna have to make the decision eventually if you're gonna continue a relationship yeah. or not and being on and off for 10 years seems really exhausting to me yeah where i wouldn't need an answer like living with someone and knowing someone that intimately like really like kind of changes the overall vibe of your whole life i think yes. even when you're not in the same room together mm-hmm. i think like it does have this kind of cast over like this is the chapter of my life where i live with so and so or like this is the chapter of my life where like this is what my life looks like yes and if you feel that the general vibe of your life is like, I would hate if this went away. Yeah. Then I think that that's really the only measure that matters. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. You know, Mm-hmm. but I mean, I mean, is there any validity to the not being like being kind of underwhelmed with a person's ambition level? I don't know. Like, I guess maybe like it just it makes me think of like people who are like I want to hustle and build an empire together <laughs> like that yeah. kind of thing is like it's just so like low IQ yeah like not saying that this person is low IQ I'm not I'm you're a doctor so obviously you're but not. I'm wondering like if like how gay guys approach that like how do older gay guys approach that kind of situation where it's like oh my husband's not like making as much but I really want him to like but does I don't think I have a, like does I just I, that's just I don't know can't see I myself no giving a fuck about that but I also again I'm in a position where everybody I know is poor. We're just all in the same boat. Yeah. Right. And like, I don't think I've just, yeah, I don't, I don't think I've experienced that yet. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if you really like the person and again, you've already had experiences where like you were at your lowest and they were there. It's like, those are the kind of things that are going to maybe keep happening in your life where you're going to be like, well, I'm still going to want to reach out to this person no matter what. You also didn't indicate if you've ever talked to him about this. True. And if you know him well enough, I do feel like if things were getting it, if his lack of ambition was getting in the way of other parts of your life where like there were certain things you couldn't do or couldn't participate in because of the fact that he was so behind the curve or whatever. Yeah. Then it would like come up and you'd fix it. Yes, I agree. Yeah. And I also think things and people change on a dime mm-hmm. and one day he could wake up and like, there could be some opportunity wherever he's working to be like this thing that he didn't even know he wanted to be. And then he'll just like go with it. I think there are some people out there who are like, hustlers and strivers and people who have like a very clear ambitious vision for themselves yeah and then there are other people who sort of just like fall into shit yeah and like that's why i like the idea and like go with the flow Mm -hmm. and that's why i like the idea of choosing a life partner where it's like you just have to also imagine that you want this person to just be with you throughout those ups and downs and when you've already experienced the ups and downs and you're like yeah i wanted that person there for that then, then really yeah. what else is there to be What what else is there to value and they'll like stick with you during the downs and like stuff like that yeah yeah I think when you, it's a sign when repeatedly this person seems to be like your comfort person. Right. And you don't want to be in a situation where it's like you call it off, but then you like, yeah, like before COVID, just like, and it doesn't sound like it. toxic or anything. It just doesn't sound toxic. Like it's whatever. like, you were really young too. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, at this point, if I was in this person's shoes, I'd be like, I just need to know. I need right. to know if we are going to be like lifelong partners or if like, I need to know. 
want to know what it's like. Baby, show me what it's like. Need to know what it's like. Have you tried listening to Need to Know by Doja Cat? Have you tried listening to Need to Know? He's like, I shouldn't have asked your retards this guy. Have you tried listening to Woman by Doja Cat? Yeah. I can be your woman. Woman, woman, woman. And that's my answer. Yeah. That's my answer. And listen, at the end of the day, this... This is right here. Pop. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go. It's my this swag. swag. <laughs> All the girls are on me. Damn. When we did that, that karaoke. And Ricky did the whole. Ricky had aviator sunglasses on. They were like as big as his head. He's like, the second we get in that room, I'm doing, doing pretty boy swag. Pretty boy swag, and no one's going first. No, I am going first and doing the full run of pretty boy swag. <laughs> I love. I didn't realize how long pretty boy swag swag was. It's a really long. Song. It's like a very long. It's song. just very repetitive. So people just do the same parts. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. This right here is my swag. Oh, the girl. Oh me. <laughs> such a stupid song but anyway okay, well this has been a long one i think we're pretty much done what a great little session great session i feel like we got down to the bottom of all these questions and Absolutely. really um, i really revealed. think we've opened minds open hearts <laughs> revealed the truth revealed the truth about a lot mm-hmm. yeah you know you know what i'm fucking saying yeah thank hey. you everyone for sending in a question too yeah another successful thought line thanks so much folks mm-hmm. yeah that was a lot of fun Alrighty, <laughs> I don't have any other closing thoughts. No, I'm t- <laughs> Nothing to plug. My, my brain's right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm fucked. <laughs> the, potting, the potting juice is gone. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thanks so much. Thank you, everyone. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Have an amazing. Is it Memorial Day? Where I keep saying Labor Day, and then people are like, "It's not Labor Day. That's in September." Yeah, Memorial Day is what's happening. Well, Happy Memorial Day. <laughs> happy, Labor, happy Veterans <laughs> happy Day. Happy Veterans Day, honey. <laughs> Turn up for all the veterans out there. Turn up. Hey. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>